on this episode of the Waterfowl East podcast, we have got Island Boy Paul Visor wearing McKinnon. The Visor Champion of the World. Wax Peaks. Wax Peaks. <laughs> a lot of wind over there. Big, big, big waterfowler. Been in it a long time. It was a really good interview. We talked for like two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. We talked about dogs, just the hunting scene on the island, uh, his travels, his experiences uh, working with Fred Zink and some of the other people in the business and just... It was just a good conversation. Yeah, Paul. Paul's a great guy. He's got no, no trouble talking. Conversation yeah. went on good. But, but again, like you said, uh, he's got a lot of experience. Eh? Yeah, he does. Like he's, he's he's a good water, great waterfowl hunter. Uh, yeah, you know, been at it a, such a long time. Yep, yeah, and and just always a rotten, musty old waterfowling bastard. Yeah, just rotten and stinky. Yeah, yeah. You can smell them from here. But. but been involved been involved in the business and the industry for a really long time. Yep. So so understands, you know, what we would call the actual yep. good days, the good old days. You know, yeah. The DVD the, days. We talked about the heydays of waterfowling in the Maritimes. Yeah, too. yeah. That was cool. Remember the old days of the shows and the calling contests Hell and the yeah. dinners and just a lot of involvement. But and it was a it was a good podcast. Th- things change, but uh, it's definitely adapted with them. You know, and still consistently shoots lots of birds, yeah. hunt, hunts a lot, spends hunts a, lot, a lot of yeah. time hunting, you know, not just a weekend warrior. Yep. He, he definitely drives dogs, runs a chassis. Yep. So, you know, he's a little got a screw missing in the head there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Active in the retriever club. Just joking. That's coming from a DD guy. That's right. So I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors. Really appreciate the support. Benelli shotguns we have been just whomping the shit out of birds with these guns for 15 plus years and they're just they're the shit hell yeah can't cartridge with a wide array of shotgun shells steel bismuth tungsten all in one shop that's one thing we really like about them mm. late in the year we want to shoot bismuth or tungsten um, they have that option Big L silhouettes, man, when the fat decoys aren't rolling, we throw out the skinnies. Yep. I mean, awesome to add your spread just to change it up. They've been great. They've been super durable. Pack awesome. a lot of decoys in a small area. Yeah, if you can't take your truck in the field or anything like that, take a sled full of those and you got a massive spread in no time. Just all around good fellow to work work with too. And Great he, company. Yeah, he's a Al's a hell of a guy. Steiner Optics. Uh, we run Steiner Predators. Got them this year. Um, unbelievable. Ten by forty twos. We were running another brand. Twelve by fifties. Those ten by forty twos are outstanding. The glass clarity on them for seeing things at distance yeah. was, you know, it it was really something. Because here we can see a long distance. So, you know, when it comes down to that last little bit of light, you know, they... Last bit of light, and if you're hunting these mountain geese. Mountain geese. Steiner Optics. And Sitka gear, I mean. We talk on every podcast about Sitka (laughs) gear. Pretty much. We really do. I mean, we're fanboys. I mean, we talked about it in this podcast with Polly, just being able to wear a limited amount of clothing and be warm, dry, and maneuverable. It's it's awesome. Like long gone are the days of being 
soaking wet, frozen, ass cold, and balked right up. Can't even shoulder your gun. It's just Sitka gear is the shit. Yeah, built for hunters for sure. And East Coast Calls, Maritime's Call Company, building quality calls for years and years and years. Yep. Originally started, by the way, by Glenn Gillespie. We res- another island boy. Another island boy. Glenn did a great job, and then we kind of resurrected it uh, later on down the line. And uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for a quality built, if you're acrylic. looking for any any products, that's the thing about these sponsors. These sponsors are not just companies that we randomly approached hoping to get sponsored. These are companies that we choose and we want to shoot like we want to shoot we, we, we would rather shoot pay shells. full price for these companies products than get other companies products for free and that's the truth yeah these are all products that we use and that we're passionate about i mean we certainly wouldn't push people on the things that we didn't believe in so yeah we believe in them and i mean i will sell it to the end absolutely so east coast calls at the end if you're looking for a quality built acrylic docker goose call reach out to us good he's gonna let it ring twice he doesn't want to answer too quick no (laughs) oh he's gonna let it ring three times it's just coming in over there how you doing there it is what are you doing letting the phone ring so many times i was was turning down the tv buddy don't (laughs) act like you're not sitting right on it Sit right, my lazy boy, with a blanket on. There you go. I see that. Fuck, that's a nice blanket. That's a little Delta waterfowl one. Got is that, one is that a cardigan there. blanket? Why am I getting feedback is here? Is that that phone? It's that stupid phone. There we go. That's good. Oh. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, oh, we, yeah. we can. Yeah, it's just we got a great big soundboard here, and there's oh, okay. one connection when we call when people have to call in. Right. Just that little connection from the phone to the board there that that cord for some reason if it's not set right it has a little bit of feedback so but we're good now you keep on talking holy jesus boy she's called out holy fuck it must be just whipping over there huh uh well you know where my new place is looking at we're right on the top of the hill yeah it's fuck. i got i'm at maggie's and i the heat pumps on it's starting to blink and half not work yeah and i got two convection heaters on and i bet you in the last hour it's dropped five degrees in there they're fucking awesome eh? those heat you pumps know, especially in weather like this like everybody's gonna be freezing their dick off they the oh. heat pumps were good but they start to shut down at a certain temperature yeah like now yeah, yeah. well they, they won't shut down you're not i was talking to my buddy who installed mine he said don't shut it down because then it'll freeze right yeah he goes you just keep it up it won't be near as efficient and it won't throw as much heat but it'll throw a little heat, and he goes, just turn on your convection heaters that you have there, the electric ones, and you'll be fine. So, you know, people saying shut them down. Well, mm. they freeze up, and mine's the the outside compressors, of course, facing northwest where yeah. the wind's blowing right on it right now. So, yeah, exactly. you want to know what I got in my basement that doesn't well, shut down? Is a wood a stove. Wood stove. <laughs> no question. A huge fisher. Like you yeah. could probably put a three foot stick in this son of a whore. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'll keep her rolling. She oh, burns fuck. a she burns a warm heat. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Yeah, it's definitely so you guys a warm heat. Over there too? Huh? 
you guys are real cold over there too. Eh? Yeah, oh, I just oh. got home here and it was minus twenty six in the car. Well, where we are, Paul, we're we're out in this area is pretty high up. Like this is one of the highest points right. in, in the whole county here and, and it yeah, it just it just fucking whips. I mean there's lots of trees and stuff, but still like spe- especially yeah. especially where I am, there's there's a little tree line there, but holy fuck, it was just whipping, <laughs> man. You should see the drifts there. <laughs> a little hardwood tree line that yeah. can do too much. No one ain't gonna do too much, is it? Yeah, no. you won't have to worry about the dogs fucking around too much in the morning walking in and out. No, no old Memphis was walking on two feet out there. Tank, he didn't give a shit. He was out there just ripping. The neighbor's dog ran over yeah. the other day and brought some sort of football or something, had the end chewed out of it and came over to take a shit in our yard and, and left the ball, which I thought was a good trade, you know. That's if it's really going to come over and shit right? in the yard, at least at least it's going to leave the yeah. dogs a toy. So they've been fucking just ripping around with that. It's yeah. great. Piss sickle yeah. hanging yeah. right off the dick here. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't, wouldn't bother fucking tank a bit. No, no, it, it wouldn't either. And, and uh, he doesn't stop pissing on stuff long enough to let it freeze up. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. God, exactly. God love him. So, well, so, Paul, this is this is not live. Like we just okay. we just record this. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, so. You know. door. Yeah, fuck oh, yeah. we're recording. We're recording now. <laughs> since we started, since we hit the button to call you, we've been talking. Yeah, we recording. recorded the phone ringing like three times. Yeah, I said uh, he's gonna let it ring twice, but yeah, you fooled us all, fooled Mr. Us all. Popular. Yeah, yeah. Fuck right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was talking to Coates. I was talking to Jeff Coates, and he said to say hi, boys. Hey, yeah. Hi, what is going on? Yeah. Hopefully it's warmer him. there than here. Follow, yeah, well, it should be. I Man. Fo- followed him all fall. I love his, like, day 50 oh. or 60 yeah. or whatever, and he's out there. And sometimes the swells down there get pretty good, huh? yeah. even in that great oh. big boat. Man, imagine well, being out in that, that big boat, boat right now. Yeah, well, Bird. that big boat's a big, the world's biggest duck boat. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking duck boat. Yeah. yeah, it's thirty feet. Yeah, it's, right? fucking... it's not like you're in a lobster boat or a fucking, you know. Yeah. But... Uh, it's fucking huge, and still you see it going up and down. And I think to myself, how many of these guys have actually been out on the water? Like, oh, uh, you know, I'd I'd say there'd be some green fucking guys coming. Man, he oh, must keep yeah. like a case of gravel in the boat. Well, he, <laughs> the boys when no when place. when I was in uh, Nova Scotia this year, the boys were all talking about seasick pills. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, there's something you can get, I guess, eh? Like yeah. pharmacy something? Yep, yeah, yeah, there's like a motion sickness pill or something, and they were talking about it. Because uh, I don't know, the older I get, the more, like, I just find it easier to get motion sick for hmm. some reason. But I've never had any, just once out on the water did I have trouble. That was down in, in uh, Rhode Island, but that was fucking rough. Man, Jason, he gets it every time he goes out in a boat. Really? Oh, yeah, we'll go fishing for cod or mackerel or whatever, and... Geez, he, well, he used to. He did, did wouldn't take a gravel or anything. Oh no, I'm good. And he'd be just barfing I've his guts out. <laughs> you freaking dog. Never, never been motion sick because I would. I'm not brave enough to go out if it's fucking bad. Lobster yeah. boat, whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I get that, get man. That man, the old the ocean up here is no joke. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> like not. even okay. in summertime, you fall in. Like, I mean, you can be in it for a while, but you can't be in it forever. So you're gonna freaking. Yeah, Get hypothermia. It better be be July and August, September. Yeah. Especially over your guys' way, like Fundy and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. Even in, like, August and the hottest day of the year, you get out past, like, 
tide level up to your waist there. Yeah. Oof. Jeez, it's freaking cold. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. stings. No Hard on no the giblets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just tuck right in. That'd be fine. Oh, no, yeah. do they ever? They go right into hibernation. Right into an, into the internal oh, organs. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it just. Shit. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Just a little Vienna yeah, sausage hanging there. He's down there now. He's just he's sending me pictures. He's organizing the big barn dominium like pit boss world headquarters mm. and getting shit put away for the year and cleaned up and that so spot, that spot down there he he called me here a little while ago randomly and uh yeah him and i talked about that and he was talking about maybe doing some dog boarding and and i told him i thought it was a great idea that he he'd make a mint off of it if he had uh, somebody that, to, to run it well that's just it right like what you know, I think I think they're just looking at all options at this point because that new building gives them tons of options, right? Mm. To do. So, did right? he sell his house and he's going to live in that? Yeah. Well, have, they haven't sold it yet, but that, they are. Or that's, that's what the plan is, though. Yeah. Yeah. The big. You know, they got the. They had the, uh, you know, the Amish guys or whatever, Chris and them come in, and they, and they basically got everything closed in, mm. and like it looks done on the outside. Yeah. But now they got to work on the inside, right? So. Yeah. To slow down a little bit and a little frustrating, I think, for him. And we're doing the same thing. We're building the spec house over here after after the hurricane. Like we're just getting back to getting out of here, right? So right. Half finished, we're sitting over there, pretty near closed in, mm. and it's frustrating. Man, but, that... uh, yeah, he'll move in there, and I think you know, like he he'll have his decoy caravan, and they got like you know fifteen hundred or two thousand square feet of living space. Mm. That's like all you need. Thousand square feet of a building like just massive yeah, it's huge yeah. man that so, hurricane sure did some damage over there holy shit on pei i never seen i woke up that morning i was worried about the spec house right because it was yeah basically sheathed up but no window thankfully there was no windows or nothing in it and probably only thing that saved it everything blew through right yeah. and i get up at 5 5 30 stacy wouldn't even let you're not going over there i said okay so the dogs wanted out. I went to let the dogs out, and it was the weirdest sound. It was like nothing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, it was like you hear in when there's a tornado or something in a movie. Yeah. Like a fucked up hum. No so, doubt. And honest to God, the dog went outside. Like, Maggie now, God bless her, blind as a bat and coming to the end, right, with the diabetes and all that stuff, beating the shit out of her and the insulin. And she took two steps out, pissed right on the deck, and turned around and come back in. Yeah, yeah. And even Jax just got to the grass, pissed, looked around. It was just like, and the both of them had to go, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to take them on out the other side of the house, which wasn't as bad. And they just basically went out the front door and shit in the driveway and come right back in. Oh, both good thing wind would just blow it right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty much over there. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. wild. I saw pictures there of places like just completely flattened unreal uh, yeah like there's places like you know like uh Rushco resort and the hebrides which is sort of like a waterfront subdivision over new london yeah just just decimated right really there's that's over cotton. right where glenn lives isn't it new london there's, yeah new london so yeah. oh you're by, yeah right over by glenn's actually right yeah right out of that little creek that runs out of the mouth of yep. glenn's subdivision the hebrides out it's the next subdivision. The next that one, one, yeah. And, like, there was eight cottages gone or something, oh. and they've never found four of them. So they're out in the bay somewhere, right? Jeez. 
yeah so they'll be run over by lobster boats and muscle boats probably this spring yeah and uh but yeah like i've i've never seen anything like it just basically shut everything down for two months like you didn't do nothing yeah right? so what about Business. the big uh the big sand dune that sticks out that you can see it from glenn's house like yeah barely like did it just completely dis make that thing disappear no, I don't think so like it's still they there resilient, eh? like they change every day yeah they right? do so if, if you've got seven or eight days of north winds and big tides mm. a lot of sand can get back in on top of them right so yeah they don't really talk a whole it's more where there's cliffs and and sandstone and stuff that really take a beating yeah because that doesn't come back just, well it just sort of blows them over on top of each other a lot of time too right like yeah blows in sands on the other side of the dune and yeah you know time it gets big it goes on the other side but they're pretty resilient but there's there's a lot we have we had a cottage we managed down in savage harbor roof was gone full of sand and water oh. and hit the neighbor two or three doors down like lost his we all his his uh tile field and his, his septic tank gone Really? Jeez, over. Septic it tank. Even, it like it was 100 feet out off. You know how big a septic tank is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah gone. Jeez. And they're fighting with him saying, well, you can't, you're not supposed to backfill in again, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, the environment would have a great time with that. Fine. That's fine. You find me. Yeah. And he just started hauling shale back in and trying to put his is uh, septic in but none of that's covered by insurance right when, right when the water when the water does it yeah it's an act of god right yeah that's crazy so people, eh? yeah people lost their cottages unfortunately shit out of luck that's brutal well it's crazy like there was one lady there that had a picture of what her cottage looked like from the driveway out towards the yep. water and then it was like i don't know how much land had eroded but it oh, was yeah. a lot right up to her deck yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, are you familiar with Cove Head, where Cove Head Harbor is over in Brackley, by Brackley Beach? Yeah. yeah. Well, from, from Cove Head Harbor to the other end, sort of down to Dalby by the sea and Dalby Beach, if you're going east, like that road still shut down because basically it blew right through the sand dunes. Jeez. And right to the road and started taking the road out. Oh, right. right. Yeah, I heard right. the but sand dunes there took a beating. Yeah, there's lots of natural runs there that come in off the ocean through the dunes into ponds there, right? Right. So wherever those natural runs were, and they just piled in there, like, yeah, like unbelievable, wiping stuff out. But, did but anyway. So nobody... talking about that, did do you find that that change, that hurricane changed your waterfowl hunting at all? Unbelievable. Did, like, it did, really. Well, like this year was like, you know, we can all say, oh, it was a great year. Lots of birds around, but I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that day. When when Jeff did that, we were here at Maggie's on that Sunday afternoon, and Junior sent a video of that one field, the Field of Dreams. Mm. Now, Junior is like Dr. Goose, right? Calm as a cucumber, but he is a deep, nothing is left. There's yeah. not a deep... He doesn't think of every day for four months <laughs> and he called us he sent this video to us and he goes boys i've seen five thousand six thousand seven thousand geese maybe i thought in one of my fields there's ten thousand geese in this field if i've seen if you know if there's one 
Frank. Yes, sir. That's a jag. And, you know, it was only like, I don't know, 30 acre field. Wow. You couldn't put a fucking goose in. <laughs> Filled right to the corners. Right to and right to the corners. And and on that morning, the first morning we shot it, like all and it was corn, but it was yellow cobs still. And they just did under and then and overseed with winter wheat. Right. And it was all you see was niblets and cobs everywhere, and they stripped the green right out of it. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, that many geese, it wouldn't take long. Oh, frig, yeah. They no, clean that. Like, unbelievable, yeah. That'd be like watching and, the snow geese in the fields. It, that's, you know, exactly, it right? It disappear. And, yeah, except, you know, the, the upside of it is usually, depending on when they get it, you know, that'll come back because the geese are just eating the tops, right? Yeah. yeah. Not really rooting them up. But, you know, three or four days later, the uh, junior called me again. He goes have you been up by the dairy today? And I said, no. He goes, go have a look at that. <laughs> and I said, well, were you over in South? See any of my stuff? He goes, no. And I said, well, you wouldn't fucking believe it. So we figured there was 15,000 geese in the dairy. And behind the dairy is probably 250 acres, 300 acres. And like the middle of it was just black. Oh, Frank. Oh, I said, so we drove over, and I had three fields with at least four or 5,000 in each field. Wow. That's a lot and of was, birds. Yeah. And it was, yeah, and, and that wasn't the pond in Hunter River had 3,000. They were going to another field that, you know, up the road that we didn't have. And, you know, there was there's still geese in cabinets. There's geese over in New London Bay around Glens. And it was just like we're going. And it's just like it never stopped. Right. Yeah, we don't have birds like that here. Not not those kind of numbers, that's for sure. I, I feel, too, like that side of the world, like that side of our province, had a really good year this year. Yeah. Like the eastern side of New Brunswick had a really stellar year. Like they, I don't think yeah. they had geese like we do. I think if they're on that side, a lot of times they're just going to scale over to you guys. But right. they still had a, sol a fucking solid year over there. Yeah. And... Yeah, but uh we we had a we had a great year until that hurricane. Yeah, that really dicked us hard here. Yeah, see with us when you see like we were in between, right? So we were in between our early and our regular season when right. that hit. And I think you know of all the guys in our group, there's only a couple of fields cut before the hurricane. Oh, okay. Everything else got cut after, and it was just. Like nothing I've never ever seen. Like for huh. corn on the on like, I had one field there. It was about eighty acres. We had a thousand eleven hundred black ducks in it for two months. Holy cow! That's another thing. We had a ton of ducks here this year. Yeah, compared to the yeah. last five years, like so many ducks. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, and it wasn't just us, right? Like, like you go up to Summerside and talk. They said there's just tens of thousands of geese up there. The boys down east, now they got theirs a little later, down around Earnscliff, like Reed Lee and Josh Lee and those guys. Oh, yeah. And, and the bachelors and stuff. And they, you know, by the end of the year, they had twenty five or 30,000 geese supposedly down in Earnscliff. Yeah, they always they always shoot them late down there, eh? Is it that they, they have them all, or you guys just don't hunt that late? No, well, that it's just different geese, right? They're, mm. they're, those geese aren't our geese and vice versa. Like, we're sort of central and... And we would used used to be a you know ten twelve years ago we'd lose all our geese only be five or six cornfields around here right yeah and you know you always had to have barley for the first month and then you had to have silage and then you know 
your your grain corn and kernel corn wasn't cut till well into November, first of December. Right. And now, corn's changed everything. Everybody's got corn, and and, and there's planting corn in the crop rotation, and you know, like we counted like ninety cornfields in our area. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and all of them just you know full of corn. And they what they did they get into some areas and they just stayed. And you know we lost. Geez, we never shot many. You know, we still had a decent. We shot lots of ducks in December, and you know we had eight or ten good goose hunts, but nothing like, you know, October, November, because we lost them all to one big field. You know, I remember you, know, you guys are crushing them when we were down the geese. We yeah, were like, like it was, we were like, we should message Paul and see if we can come over for a hunt. You I'm, are, not, I'm not ready to be done. <laughs> anytime, like, and and you can't, and, and it's funny, you can't run traffic here. Like you no. just can't. Not not here mm. really either. It's it's super you, tough. You, yeah. It, like you know, we tried one day. You put hundreds and hundreds out, and you're right under them. And and what happens is, is we're so goddamn flat here. Mm-hmm. If you don't those first three or four flocks, and they're going well, flock four looks up and sees all flock one, two, three, yeah. four. And they just shoestring right out. And they just go, and you can be under them. And you can have, like, you know, we're not world-class callers by any means, but we hide well and we can all call decent. And right. Making lots of noise. And you know, put flappers out there and you try this and you try that. And after about 20 flocks, you just say, fuck it. Yeah. Just get trucks, right? Like, why bother, right? Because you're yeah. not getting them. Right? Yeah. yeah. Man, they see those other flocks up ahead going, they're gone, like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> and we and we we try it like every every year. We'll I mean it's we always try to be on the X if we can. And uh, yeah. but you know we have we try it a little bit every year. Usually a, a yeah. couple times a year, and, and it's always tough. And you do have to get right underneath them, and you damn near got to surprise them. You know that's the only way. Like we we're lucky. We're like we have the most amazing group of guys. Like. Just Second most amazing group of guys. Yeah, Come well, on. true. <laughs> Thank you, Wesley. Absolutely. Okay, let's let's say on PEI we have the most amazing group. Of guys. Okay, that's go. fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's good. We'll give you um, that. Good deal. And you know we got we got seven or eight guys have all the land, right? Yeah, right. We we're we're lucky that we're shooting tended fields basically every day. Yeah, and I mean that's that's like us ninety eight percent of the time, and yeah, I mean. Sometimes I'm I'm envious of the fact that you guys have your spots and yeah, not having to worry about losing fields. Yeah, but our area here, even if we even if we did want to do that, is so different. It's so yeah. sprawled out and spread out yeah, yeah. and mountainous. Yeah. Well, we're from the bottom of our range to the top of our range that we typically hunt. It's an hour drive, and I mean yeah. there are places we hunt that's even further than an hour, but. If you were to jump in a car and go from the southern part of our range to the northern part, it'd be about an hour drive. So that'd be about yeah. the length of the island. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. no question, or at least half the island. Yeah, and it's all like, mountainous, and there's trees in here. And, like, yeah, like we're in our fields, max 15 minutes. Yeah, like friggin' PEI, I mean, you can watch your dog run away for three days. Yeah. Stand, stand in a tuna can, you can watch him run away for two weeks. Yeah, it still didn't get to the bridge. For yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're lucky that way. But, you know, you still, when you get seven or eight guys, everybody's got eight, ten fields. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Shit, you yeah. You still got to watch and stuff. But, 
you know, like I said, like we just have an amazing group, and 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 we got we got three or four spots. We run traffic certain times of year, and it's ninety nine percent surprising. Yeah. yeah, we're just on the crest of a hill where we know they're coming up out of a pond. Yeah, or we know, you know, they're cutting back through here and they're going to come over this tree line. It's going to be oh fuck. You call that the shocker? Like, yeah, the shocker. They're just and, out headed to the fields. Like oh jeez, <laughs> look at that. Come from yeah yeah and so. Yeah, like, but this year, like, it was so different. It was just like, I've never seen anything. I hope it's great because there's still a pile of birds here. Mm. You know, probably be gone after this, right? But gone now, I think. I don't think they go too fucking far. I don't yeah, think, I think so I don't either. I think so. Rowan, Open water. Rowan was asking me the other day, he's like, how far do they go, Dad? Like, when Sean yeah. Stahl was here, he's like, where's your birds come from? I'm like, well... Uh, you know I, who who really knows we we have you know? we have an idea like we, we an idea we have an idea that like just just through some of the ones we've killed that were banded over the years like yeah. a, a lot of them have have been from maine like they didn't get yeah. banded too far away but but some of them have come from labrador which yeah. okay so that makes sense but yeah. definitely when we're shooting like and you guys are getting them too when we're shooting like specs and barn- yeah. barnacles and we're seeing pink-footed geese here like we saw another yeah. one this year we just couldn't yeah. get it to come close enough yeah. um you know like that as far as the bird watchers go there's been one of those reported that was like five years ago they saw one and they were like yeah. that's the first one ever recorded in new brunswick and then really? all of a sudden yeah and then all of a sudden people started shooting them around like on the island and here and we had those four or five barnacles come through here that time and i mean like that stuff doesn't you know that's not from here that's that's from europe you know oh yeah for sure there and and we've had them here for the last 10 or 15 years like we shot a pink footed on uh, my wife's family's farm you know 15 years ago 18 years ago and barnacle shot up there is always the odds back but you know in the last then we right yeah getting them coming from greenland and being you know neck collared and banded and by the zoological society of norway or wherever it was mm. so we're you know more I, I i should say there's more weird stuff around but there's more birds around like yeah there's just definitely i mean birds. i mean like it's changed how long have you been hunting on pei paul huh. I killed, killed 1903 yeah, <laughs> and I killed my first goose when I was nine with a bolt action 410 in Darnley on the north shore with my dad in the pit blind. Yes, with sir. A 410. So, you know, 45 years. And, yes, sir. You know, you go through the spells where, you know, you have family and kids, and you can't hunt as much, and you can't train dogs. You can't do that. But, you know, the last probably, you know, since I started my company, you know, basically hunt every day. Yeah. Right? yeah. There's, I, I can, you know, flexible enough that, you know, I can change meetings or I don't so schedule any. So how old noon. are you now anyway? I'm 55 in May. You musty old shit. Yeah. 55. Sir. Must be ready yeah. to retire. That's Maturity good. level. That's 18. good. Yeah. Same here. I'm 10 years behind you, but maturity yeah. levels. Way non-existent down yeah way <laughs> down just, just a number but it is yeah, yeah. yeah except for first thing in the morning when you jump out of bed and you're like oh shit <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I tell you, it's 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 September's good, and then you get a little break and get through October, and then when it starts getting cold, mm. you're getting up there every fucking morning. It's like, oh fuck. Oh, what oh, fuck. Uh, what time of day do you guys get up to go hunting over there? Like you guys are hunting lease fields mostly, aren't you? Or all totally? Hunting what? Sorry. Leased fields. Well, they're leased, or we or we just have. Or you just have exclusive permission, or? Yeah, like a, a lot of it's different. Like you know, like junior stuff. He's worked on that farm since he's twelve. Yeah. Right. Fifty-five this year. Holy. Yeah. So, you know, three or four of my farms are great friends of mine. So, you know, we, their flower beds, or we clean their house, or you know, whatever. Right. Mm. There's farms we get and do nothing, and like we, you know, there's very little cash. Yeah, well, that's good. Is that, and this is something that we can, this is a great thing about this not being live, like, and we can mark, kind of mark this and cut this out if we need to, but is that, yeah. like, here, to to lease land for the purpose of hunting, it's illegal. Is it not illegal there? No, it's not. Or Nova Scotia. Huh. No. Strange. Outfitters spend, like, tens of thousands yeah. of dollars of land, and... Like we and they fucking and, don't shoot don't anything. Cut, <laughs> yeah, and you don't got to you don't got to cut this out. But this area here, like where I live, sort of Cavendish, Mayfield, North Rustico area, used to be probably the top area for goose hunting, right? Mm-hmm. I gave two fucking cents for a field in Cavendish right now. Really? No geek, right? Well, there's no corn up there, right? The only corn would be on either my wife's family farm or the next farm over, basically, like. Very little corn here. Right. Now, I'm talking, you drive four miles down the road, and it's all corn. Right. Five miles down the road to New Glasgow, right? Yeah. And, and South Rustico and Oysterbed. It's, like, full of corn. And what's happened was the outfitters just every field, every day, all day, they just push the birds out of here. Yeah. And there was zero management. And, like, we pride ourselves on managing our field. Sure. And rarely do we shoot. Two in a row. Like that field of dreams we shot two in a row because the farmer asked us to shoot to get them the fuck out of there. Right. Yeah. We're just going to, they just left there and went to another one of our fields. So it wasn't like we were real worried about where the hell they were going to go. And, but we, you know, we made a concerted effort to get in beside every outfitter and basically run them the fuck out of town. So, but even still, like, I mean, a lot of. There's no here now. None. Are there are there many outfitters on the island at all anymore? Like, uh, I never hear of it. There's there's three, right? Yeah. You know, there's Hunter's Chance. Yeah, and then you know, uh, Point time outfit fucking that gargoyle fucking George, what's his name? And, and people the, still like he, they'd be booked solid. Like I know a lot of guys from Newfoundland and Nova Scotia oh, yeah. that that hunt there, and they'll go. Uh, a few of my clients that have been coming for a long time now yeah. went to PEI two years in a row, sat in fields all day long, all yeah. day, okay? And never shot fuck off. And shot 18 geese in two years. So six full days of hunting, they shot 18 geese. The That's outstanding. Yeah. The only outfitter you want to go would be Point View and be Josh and, you know, Craig and, and David. Well, I don't know if Dave guides anymore, but. Craig Bassler guys, like yeah, those guys down there, like they're all hunters, they're all killers, they're all great callers. Yep, got great land down there. They manage it, right? Yeah, uh, 
obviously they manage it because the birds are still there and they're growing every year. Yeah, right? they're shoot they're shooting them. Yep. Yeah, they're shooting them. So, and the thing about Summerside, the birds stay in Summerside because there's all kinds of areas now that they, they used to be able to hunt inside the city limits and stuff, which all sort of came to a stop. Okay. And so they can, you know, and plus you get huge water on either side of them. So, and and they move around. So it still holds birds up there. But but like you said, the outfitters up there are just they're just there they're just there and you know like you said you you want to go with those guys this day and age they haven't they haven't evolved they haven't evolved with their gear that's the problem with their calling they haven't evolved they just throw pits in fields at whatever and that's it and you guys don't hunt pits at all eh Polly? no we don't we don't have any pits we haven't we shoot at a-frames like there's a couple of young guys in our group, like Gav McAleer and Matty, uh, Matty Dixon, those guys. So, you know, David Moore. Yeah. All we had, uh, Stevie Dixon has a big field up here, just up the road from our place. And the geese hit it late all the time. And, uh, we were in there last year. It's, and it's a fucking tough, it, hard to get on the hedge. It's hard to really, the way it's laid out, it's hard to even hide the A-frames out of when it's corn, even if you're corned up great. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a, the toughest field to hunt I've ever seen. So the boys get in the layouts and we're shooting them last year. It's the first time we were in layouts since 2011. Yeah, yeah. I bet. I couldn't. We were talking there uh, the end of hunting season. I said, I can't remember the last time I laid on the ground. No. Because we hunted the edges with no blinds for a long time. Yep. May yep. built her own. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and and now with those, like, listen, you you have your blinds, your A-frames grassed up properly. And yeah. you know how to use the sun to your advantage and shadows and you hide them, get in low spots, you know, have a hill on the background, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you're given yeah. in that certain field. It's like, you're not there. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I can remember like we, we prototyped them in eight, when we filmed with Fred and Totsi in 2010 for Avian X TV. And the, he wanted to shoot them in the middle because he wants to try that. Right. Right. And that was part of his mindset was like, get back out in the middle and not. Be and they've an never, age. they've or, never or, stopped. Be... They've never stopped doing that out West. Like mm. that's just what they do yeah. out there. And I don't know, like if they, if possibly the advantage is that there's just so many and I know guys, nope. lots of plenty of guys, but like the old way of doing it and the way that they still do it is yep. blinds in the middle with popple trees around them. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they just and crush them. Birds, like you're talking millions of birds, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah know, I mean, you're, here. you're, you're bound to find 50 dumb ones out of that many. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, like no question. Right. They just play yeah. the numbers game. Yeah, and over here we're sort of competing with ourselves, to be honest. Yeah, but there's not a whole lot of other people. Like we do, if we have a real good field, we got everything around us. Nobody's mm. going to be in the side, or we just won't take it, right? And the, you know, as pressured as they were, like we can still fire them out in the middle, and if they're grass properly, you know, it's like what is it now? Like eleven? So what? Twelve? Thirteen years later? Mm. Yeah seasons later it still works yeah so you know until we start seeing like we never really hunted silos before we always had you know two three four hundred flocked avians 
and you know we started last year they just you know just weren't doing what as easy as they were and you know we sat down and having drinks one night and you know we're talking we're going they're on to us right they're seeing the same fucking 300 fuck avians every day yeah yeah you gotta you definitely have to have an arsenal we like i have i have uh i don't know just over 40 dozen silhouettes in the trailer all all the time with a sled in there so that in case we get to a spot we got to drag them out or or whatever if we take them out into the field they're in that they're in that sled and man you can put a shitload of decoys out in a short time and regardless of the weather sometimes whether it's going to be flat out sun bluebird day whatever like if if we feel like we need to use them we just put a shitload out yeah yeah and we started the boys started collecting dive bombs there last year and I think we got 800 yeah. in our group and, <laughs> and we put them out a couple of times and, you know, one day they did it really good and other days they didn't. We had one field there. I had 4,000 geese in a tendon field and we put out, I don't know, 20 dozen or something, all flocked head dive bombs and fully flocked dive bombs. And our closest shot was 60 yards to shoot Oof. our Yes, sir. Right, so you fucking, they come in, come in, and just, and they were flaring. You know how they just take that whip around again and come look, and something's just not right. So we're double checking the blinds, and you know, you start double second guessing yourself, and mm. and uh, and we went back the next day and put out four dozen lessers and fucking smashed them. <laughs> right, funny how that you know, works. And, and we went back the next day with a small rig just to show them something different. Yeah. Right, just to say, okay. Those lessers and, are fucking dynamite, man. I love those. Best fucking thing, man, since A-frames. Yeah. I love those lessers. I was talking to John Christiani this year. I said, I want some yeah. of those. But he's, yeah, so he's going to check into it. A disaster. What's that? I said it's a disaster getting product. Oh, yeah. man, the shipping on stuff. I don't know how. I don't know how he's going to do it. Well, a contain. Well, he won't, right? Unless things change, because the a container cost went from five thousand dollars to thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what he was saying. I'm like, how do you make who's, money? Who's gonna fucking buy them? How's he gonna make money? And who's gonna buy them? Yeah, yeah. Right, like you and five other people in New Brunswick and us lunatics in our group would buy them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not worth his while to bring them in. No. It's like. That's why no dealers carry heavy heavy metal anymore. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like last year, well, a year and a half ago, our buddy Glenn Cullicut there from Glenn's Ammo said, boys, buy up your ammo. It's not going to be good. So I, for, I think I bought 13 cases of mostly heavy metal, bismuth, and everything over the last year. I just find it somewhere and say, okay, you got that? Yeah, it's been sitting here for three years. Okay, I'll buy all of it. How much? Yeah. I was getting it for like 33 bucks a box, $35 a box. Jeez. Yeah. Right now, $65 a box. Bismuth is $85 a box. Bismuth is, isn't it, isn't it funny, the evolution of bismuth? Because, I mean, if you were going to get bismuth not even that long ago, it came, well, one of the years I was in Ontario, I bought yeah. a case of Kent bismuth, 16 gauge, yeah. and it came in boxes of 10. Oh, yeah. And now, all of a sudden, 
where we can sell her. Everybody's selling it in boxes of 25, right? Yeah. Like, and and then the old tungsten matrix, that stuff was yeah. fucked wicked. Yeah. Those yeah. three quarter inch ones would train wreck shit at 60 or 65 yards for a joke. It's good stuff. We still shoot it. Yeah. I, Glenn's got some for me. He hasn't got back over here in the last couple of years of COVID and all the shit going on, but the uh, over this year, but. Uh, yeah, like that's all I shoot later on. Like, we get as soon as it gets cold over here and windy and cold, I switch to you know exclusively heavy metal or business. It just performs better, right? Just yeah, better yeah it does. Yeah, right? you, you need that, and and I really honestly think there's something to be said for a, a heavier pellet that's yeah. that's smaller, smaller yeah. later in the year. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's like just a maritime thing or what, but uh, no, I, I think I think you're bang on. I think you look at you look at those guys now like you look at Vandemore and those guys. What they're shooting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're shooting flex 4 and 6s at keys. Yeah. Yeah. And crushing, like two, and crushing them. And crushing them which are like twos and BBs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Twos and BBs and steel are way lighter and, you know, and they may be 1550 when it's 25 degrees out, but they ain't 1550 and got knockdown power when it's fucking zero and blowing. Yeah. And so, you know, like, it, it's funny, one of the young fellas, you know, and, and he's, he's a stone cold killer bones. And he's one of the guys that sort of grew up with us, shooting with us right from 12 on now. And, you know, I was teasing about shooting the cheap stuff. I said, Holy fuck, man! Like, we got tens of thousands of dollars in Sitka gear and decoys and trailers, and spend more than that in gas every year. And and you know, you're worried about a fucking box of shells. I know. Yeah, it's like building a race car and then just pulling into the Irving and putting regular fuel in it. Yeah. Yeah. Motor in it. Like it's just like you know, people. It doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, it's to to each their own, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Definitely to to each their own. But after a while, you know, when you know, I mean, it's you'll instantly be frustrated <laughs> if you know you, you're hitting them and they won't go down. You know, you know quite. And and we sort of tested there a few years back. It was just okay, boys. You should try shoot this. You know, steel, and we'll shoot fucking heavy metal or right or heavy shot or something and see the difference right now if they're decoying you're still knocking them down yeah they're running around they're fucking jumping and flying away you know you you got cripples and sailors and everything where the other ones are just in a pool of blood dead they're fucking dead yeah Yeah. and that's what and that's really what you want and you notice that like if you're the guy with the dog and and people are and the the dog's bringing them back and they've got that great big puddle of blood on the side of their head when the dog brings them back and yeah. they're just oozing like you know those ones got beat up out there you know <laughs> they're not out there running around or running yeah. from the dog like they they, they got, were dead before they, they hit the got ground. clubbed yeah and that's what oh, you but, want i mean yeah. no nobody wants nobody wants them out there running around or, or oh. suffering in any way many, like we want to shoot them and 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 get them down be done no question and how many shells are you using to shoot cripples and yeah walk it after jumping because they're flying away and yeah. I think if you look at the whole picture of it, yeah, you can shoot regular steel for September and October, no question, right? Yeah. No, it's evolved and it's great, great shell for that stuff. You want to get to later on and you're freezing your fucking arse off and it's, you know, you're sick and you're tired and you're 
exhausted at the end of November because you're hunting every fucking day yeah. and scared three hours a day. I don't give a shit if I have to pay 30 bucks extra a box. Mm. Right. And, and, and maybe that's me. It's not, I'm, you know, some, somebody said, Oh, you're just showing us. I'm not fucking showing up. Is it? I put a lot of time and effort into this. Well, well and, it, and I mean, you're a lot more deadly as far as killing power, a lot no, less but, flocks of birds to get your limit and a lot less bullet shot. You know, not but, whacking you, cripples. So you're shooting bismuth or, or tungsten or heavy metal tungsten, like heavy metal went to bismuth for the last few years and they're going back to tungsten. Be interested to see. They'll probably be a hundred fucking dollars a box this year. Oh, probably. yeah, yeah. We'll be yeah. lucky to have any ammo up here again. Yeah, like that's why. Like I still got, I had thirteen half case. I still have ten cases in my fucking thing because you couldn't get it anywhere. Yeah. Like you just can't. Get it, right, and, and you know if, they, if you want to, like when I worked for Heavy Shot, you know you, you still had to order basically a pallet or twenty, because you worked for them too, didn't you, Maddie? Like you had yeah. to order twenty cases or. 18 cases or something, right? But yeah, that was, it was fine. A lot. 50 a case, right? Yeah. It wasn't a big Now it's like, you know, what would it be? 600 in some case. Oh, mm-hmm. geez. Yeah. It, it's, it would be a lot of money. And I mean, I think it, I think it took a real dive there. Like people quit carrying it and it was hard to get. And then yeah. it just kind of went way downhill here yeah. like it was the shell to shoot i mean we went how yeah. many cases we get that time oh, we went the gun yeah. dealer 20 i think it was, yeah around 20 you know a lot that's probably what yeah because i think you had to bring 20 cases in to get free shipping dropped off and i was able to get it it had to be dropped off at like a commercial location right yeah it couldn't be dropped off my house i got it dropped off my shop yeah and, and what and that's when we you know when it was working for them and but now like they don't even talk anybody anymore no there's no distributors no nothing no no it just went it's almost like they put a big push on there and then all of a sudden just fell right off the map i mean you look at you look at things like uh as far as marketing goes like boss shotgun shells holy shit mm-hmm. they've really had the, a big push on they've got that in the hands of the right people and yeah uh, no different than dive bomb i mean they really market the shit out of themselves right that's the key now is marketing just okay. market 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 and then you're the next best thing well it's just like and, and historically that like you look at foils and zinc and rnt 20 25 years ago yeah mm. No, when they they were and Duck Commander, right? Yeah, those were the ones that just you know, and 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 foils really sort of I think started with yeah. marketing of himself and his calls and oh definitely and, he had a brand there. There was lots of guys that that hated foils, but I'll tell you something like fo- foil. Yeah, I mean foil. Fo- look what he did. I mean, geez, he made a a, a real good living off of what he was doing. Yeah. Well, for, a while for sure yeah he did for a while that's for fucking sure but yeah he that's a shame because you know what i mean he, he'd be like the rest of them set for life right yep yeah and uh, you know i think you know he's still probably going to shows and trying to sell calls to make money to fucking live unfortunately yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah unfortunately for sure i don't know yeah. what i i don't know if he he ended up selling that did he not like rock outdoors or something like that yeah, I don't, yeah he's back to just foils migrators or whatever now I'm not sure what's going on. i don't re i don't follow him or 
No, well, you don't see his name out there him, much. You don't see him the too much. time here yeah. or there, you'll see him out. He lays pretty low, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, you know, but you, you do see that he's back at shows and doing stuff. and and But, yeah, but Dive, Dive Bomb and Boss and, you know, some of these, you know, companies have really, you know. Just come out of nowhere. They're, yeah. they're the new guys, right? Yeah. I'd like to know what their marketing budgets are. Oh. I'd like to. You know what? When you... You look, I think social media does ninety percent of it for me. You think, look I at, think it does too, and I don't think you'd have to spend too much money on that. Right? And I think, yeah. I think the other thing is too, is they're not afraid to like get that gear in the hands of the right people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, well, just like sending it out to guys. You know, yeah. They, they. I mean, they market themselves well to the younger generation, definitely. Do right, and you get those guys on board. And then everybody's on social media, so all yeah. of a sudden, you know, Wesley's got three thousand friends, and Maddie's got three or four, and Polly's got three or four, and you know, this guy's got two or three, a couple of shares, and a couple of this and that, and everybody's chatting. So imagine, like, yeah, there's a thousands of people doing it, right? Yeah. The, uh, you know, so I don't think like the old days, like, you know, sort of those days of print marketing and wildfowl, like they're still relevant yeah but, you know like tv shows very few of them have tv shows anymore There's no yeah. money in yeah yeah unless you've got big big money like an rnt or you know, yeah. duck and Linda and the foul life like they're you know those guys are backed by huge money right yeah, yeah they're still like we had that conversation the other day but there's still a lot of value in that, especially mm. in the states. Well, especially since YouTube, Instagram, all and like TikTok, and all these social media and sharing platforms, they're really starting to restrict anything, any kind of content with guns or hunting in it. Oh yeah. Like we've definitely seen it on our side. Well, all the waterfowl YouTube channels. You look at their views on per video, and it's terrible. Oh, like really? compared yeah. to oh yeah. yeah, compared to what it used to be, it's brutal. Yeah, they're all being censored. Yeah, like it's well, everybody's being censored, right? We all know that. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. If, if it's not fucking cool, yeah, right, or you're not fucking blowing Justin, you're fucking right. You know, you're you're a racist or you're a sexist or you're a fucking lunatic. Or, yeah, right. Yeah, so if you've if you've got anything to do with guns, or you're saying anything about guns nowadays on those platforms, I mean, <laughs> you've Insta- got to cater to the granola eating hipsters nowadays. Instagram is still pretty wild. I mean, there I don't know what you could put on Instagram that they would. Well, all they do is they just they just put a thing on it before. But it's hard to grow sensitive, though. Sensitive content. But it's hard to get growth. It's it's hard know, it's hard to grow compared it, to a little while ago. The algorithm, I think, wants you to yeah. be doing scandalous things. Yeah. Watch you yeah. be naked, you know. Well, in the early season, I guess we can hunt naked. Yeah. Or under ruse. Uh, for an episode. Yeah. A YouTube episode. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, boys, to make that money. I don't know. I don't know why I could easily picture Wesley walking around in a fucking G-string. Yeah. I'd be the shit. Yeah. Yeah. I could do, actually. We'll put yeah. that on our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. Both <laughs> of us. We'll just wear our Sitka vests and we'll get some yeah. nice visors, too. Yeah, fuck fucking yeah. Nice. like some good ones, like those Canadian tire ones. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna flood the, we'll flood the island if we do that. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> you better build a house on a hill. Yeah. But no, like dive bomb. I think dive bomb right now is sort of leading the pack. They got her figured out. 
Oh, we, yeah. We, you know, we got their decoys. I bought their blind this year. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking blind's the next level up. Oh, right. yeah. Is that right? I'm not giving all Like, it's, it's bigger. It, it's higher. Still hides in the hedge well, but we didn't have another one, right? Nobody else had one. Right. To try the middle. It has to be a good fucking foot higher yeah. than the A4. Yes, sir. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm getting another one and a couple of the other guys are going to pick them up when they're back in stock, but you know, just, we want to try them out in the middle, see if they hide just as good as an A-frame, right? They've got a lot of gear, man. Like when you look at it, it's almost like they're going to become like an Avery. Yeah. They're They're going to go to everything. And they, like that blind, Manny, like five guys in it. Yes, sir. Comfortable, yeah. Wow. So, do do they have lids over them? No. Man, nope. I'll tell you, those tangle freeze with the lids—that is yeah, the yeah. shit. I bought the G blind, the avian one. Yeah. Not a good deal on a windy day. Put it that way. Really? We never had yeah. any issues, did we? No, not, not once. Not, not with ours. I I don't know. I guess in Ontario, I hunted out of an A frame, an actual A. Yeah. But everybody here, like before, before we had the tangle freeze, we had uh, all tans. Yeah, yeah. And they had yeah. a they had a huge open hole over top of them. There, you always had to stack stuff, stack stuff over the in between guys and whatnot. But the the lids on on those tangle freeze are deadly. That's the that's a big you know, step forward, especially there. when you're running guys like when you're when you're guiding yeah, or yeah. whatever, or, or you got buddies that you know don't want to keep their head down or or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like being in a. Oh, well, you got guys with bright colored shotgun shell boxes. There's plastic wrappers or granola bars or yeah. water bottles or coffee, silver coffee mugs and Just stuff. You know, anything, like, right? that shit stands and, out yeah that's why like the avians that's why i still you know if somebody said oh you know you got to throw the rest of your shit out which blind do you got to keep i keep the avian x one because the top is so if it's grassed in properly it fucking hides everything yeah. yeah and and people can move their heads around and 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 whatever you know it still should be hidden if it's grassed properly right I'd like to see the other reason we bought this the dive bomb one. The thing I like is just unhook two fucking pins and it's a twenty five foot panel blind. Mm. Huh. Right? It just unfolds. Wow. Twenty five huh. panel blind. Yes, so, sir. Right. So that you know, like we we've got panel blinds obviously, but the uh just to have that option, right? Yeah. You know, most of our hedges and stuff like we still want to be inside some sort of A-frame and, and hidden, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some places we can get in and just, you know, put the panels up and, you know, where you're in under trees and, uh, you know, woods and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, you, I think you'd like that, the dive bomb one. So you mostly always hunt the edge, eh? You never, you don't generally yeah, go in the middle? Uh, no, we're in the middle quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say it's 70-30. Okay. Right? Yeah. All depends. Like we got some big, big fields. Like the dairy's a huge field. Yeah. That's we, like here, right? Our fields are big. Yeah, like the dairy's huge, right? Uh but we have some fields that uh like there's one field there where the first when Damien was here a couple of years ago, you know, that that field, like yeah, it's just a field you really can't hunt the hedge. Right. Mm. They just 
they're not coming to those hedges. The way that field lays out, they're always going to these two spots. So in those two spots, there's two really big dips. So depending on the wind, you're just getting that dip. As long as you're corned up properly, like you're good. And in the dairy, like we get on, there's green driveways and we get on them with the A-frames and green them up with green grass. And there's a picture there. Uh, if you go through our photo, but there's one there, like you look at the blinds, I think there's three of them in a row and they're all green, grassed up and greened up. And it's just like, fuck. Disappeared. Good. Yeah. Like we're shooting out front in a disc cornfield and behind us was a bean field and we're just on a grass lane. Right. But the grass blended in perfect with the beans behind us and the green just, it was just, I remember just going out with Jackson, picking up Keith and coming back in with Junior and look at that. I said, holy fuck, like, you can't even see that. Just magical. Yeah, like the sun and the sun, the, the way that lane is, it's perfect. You get sun till noon. Yes, sir. Right, right in your fucking face. So, you know, they're not seeing that blind. There's not a shadow there till probably one o'clock in the afternoon and we were gone home at 830. Yeah. And, but yeah, like, you know, 70, 30, Maddie, 80, 20, you know, but we have, we have no problem to go and get out and fucking mill if we have to. Right. You know, it just, it'll depend on the field, but a lot of our fields are smaller, you know, like compared to what you guys shoot. Right. You know, like we don't got, you know, anything overly massive, like Patty LeClaire's got some big ones up in Bedeck where, you know, luckily they pile manure piles in good spots and, and you know, stuff we can sort of get up next to and hide a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're probably, you know, yeah, it's probably 80% of the time we're on the edge. Yeah. We, we've been hunting out in the middle a lot. Mm. And one of the things that we started doing was drilling holes in the ground and putting trees out mm-hmm. in front of us and around us, like not leaning them up against the blind, but actually, actually making stood it stood up looking like grown trees, like a hedgerow. Yeah. yeah, we still have a lot of fields with rock piles in them just because there's so damn many rocks here. So it's yeah. common to see that kind of thing out in the field randomly. Yeah, yeah. See, we, you know, our field, we don't usually see anything like that. Oh, you guys don't have a rock on the island. Yeah, <laughs> you guys probably have to import rocks. Well, and they, no question, right? Like. You know, we got sandstone here and stuff, but every year, every time they plow stuff under, they're hauling rocks out, right? And yeah. they're in the woods somewhere and or in a hedge. So the, uh, the, uh, Jax has got his eye on something here outside. What is it, Jackie? Nothing out there, Lomatech. Tell him to go kill it and bring her back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just windy, eh? It's just that noise. What's that? Fucking. But yeah, no, we have, uh, it's so, you know, so lucky to have the group we have. Like, we have four guys on the road every night, every morning. Yeah. How big you of know? a crew is your, like what you would call your core group? I would say the core group would be six, I would think, six or seven. Yeah. Would they That's, hunt every day or? Uh, mostly, yeah, five or six. Like there, mm. you, there's a lot of times where there's no room. Per, or we're splitting up. How big of a groups will you hunt? Oh, uh, like what's your max? Oh, we it, it'll all depend. If right. we got, you know, we usually hunt six, eight. You yeah. know, I mean, we'll, we'll run. We'd run twenty every once in yeah. a while just for fun, but yeah. not every day. Ever ran 
think we did 12 one time, 12 or 13. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like the core six or seven guys have most of the fields. Right. And there's two or three other guys that have a good chunk of fields. And they're sort of in and out. And, and you know, and we split up a lot. And then there's, you know, some of the guys go moose hunting. So they have friends from Newfoundland come back and mm. and, and hunt. And, and uh, you know, uh, John Clemens is huge in Delta and getting the kids out. So, you know, we're, you know, trying to take kids out here and there. And, and and do stuff like that but you know there's a, a great core and and like i said it like and you guys would know this right so and i know you went through it just like we went through it so you know our original group of guys you know you know it just didn't work right, right. And, yeah yeah uh, for various reasons and whatever it didn't work yeah and this group here we've been going since 2012, I think, basically with this group or to that, you know, 10 years, never <clears throat> once have I seen a fight or an argument. And the deal is if I say, boys, I say, yeah, I got 4,000 over at Craswell's behind the barn, Maddie and Wesley and, you know, uh, what's the other buddy's name there? Julian. Actually, uh, Julian, then the other guy. Oh, uh, the tiger. Ryan. Yeah, maybe Ryan. Yeah, we just we weren't friends on Facebook, which I thought was weird. And, and uh, anyway, we connected there a couple of weeks ago. The uh, you know, if I said, "Boys, I'm I'm taking the guys here," it wouldn't be a peep set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody feel out of sorts or sucking or right. Nothing. Yeah. Like, well, that's your feel. You go go do what you want. Right? Take what you want. And because we all got our own feel, so. Somebody says we're going to go here and somebody's going to go here. Or the newfies are here. Well, the other half, let's just go somewhere else. Not like we don't have anywhere to hunt. Right. Yeah. And it's, we want to have fun when we're out there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Our group work. is kind of like a revolving door. Yeah. Other, like, other than Julian, who doesn't obviously live here. I mean, you and I are the only ones that have been like still at it since 15 years ago. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no yeah. one else is still doing it with us. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple guys that go the odd time. But. Yeah, it's it's funny how your group's going, and it, it it hasn't really been because there was any falling out. It's just people's lives get busier. Yeah. Right? Guys that used to come up and hunt with us like all every weekend, every Friday, Saturday. Oh, this is a hard yeah. bracket to maintain too. Yeah, yeah, it's just, not, just not you guys, you guys got young, still got kids. And yeah. Young kids. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Sport. And I went through that back, and you know, like, you know, and Maddie would know this. I sort of was out of the whole hunt test game for 10 years for a long time yeah you know what i mean like like i was judging and running devil and master the first time i judged you and otter yeah in moncton that'd be 2010 no 19? no that would have been that would have been 12, uh 12 13 13 13 yeah okay well so yeah like 10 still 10 years ago yeah, yeah, that 2013 is 10 years ago now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Freak. 23, take away 10. How'd yeah. that happen? Like, just like that, right? And so, you know, that's sort of when I went through my, you know, divorce. And, you know, the kids have grown up now and they're gone. And, How old you know, are your kids? Well, I have two stepsons, one of them is a fighter pilot in the, in the army. Jeez. Of course, and he's 20. 
seven, and my other stepson's a journalist in China. You can hmm. believe that. Yes, and sir. That's different. My stepdaughter now, uh, in my second marriage to Stacy, she's 26. Yeah, my kids are getting older, minor. Well, they'll be, geez, 20 and 22. What yeah. the frig? Yeah. I got <laughs> 15, 13, and 7. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that for me, it's sort of a lot, like, you know, basically did what I want for the last 10 years, right? Yep. Yeah. But, you know, business got good, and, and, you know, you hire the right people and grow it. And, yeah. Mm. How many employees have you got there now? Uh, well, in the summer, we got, in the summer, we'll run probably 12 or 14 full-time and 40 yeah. to part-time. Yeah. That's in the good. summer. That's and, a lot of people, man. Yeah, it's a yeah, lot to look after. Fantastic job. Like, she manages, she's 26, she manages like 50 cleaners, 50 summer homes, 50 owners. Wow. hundred things, yeah. And, uh, and then my wife, Stacy has... She manages our long-term division, which is like apartment buildings and condo buildings and shit like that. And uh, and, so yeah, you, like and you, you sit back and hunt every day. <laughs> well, I, I still do all the billing and I pay the bills and I get the money in and an invoice and I, you know, sort of oversee stuff. Like I still look after the landscapers and 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 stuff like that. But uh, we all sort of do our our thing. But yeah, I'm sort of something he's shit hits the fan i sort of have to deal with it yeah or if we got asshole client i deal with it and there would be a lot of that with with that many people Mm. you know just just trying to get people to show up and you know that'd be a lot well just work-wise you know to me like it's good i have the girls as a buffer because i just fucking fire people like fly the fuck out of here yeah Yeah. And, you know, where they'll work with them a bit and, and whatever. And same, it's more, it's not so much staff. Like, we just can't get staff, like anybody. Yeah. There's just a labor shortage, right? I don't know where the fuck everybody went. Like all <laughs> Sitting home money. on friggin' welfare. They must, yeah, getting welfare, getting whatever, right? Yeah. And so our biggest, you know, the biggest issues we have is idiot people that rent cottages and, you know, make up stupid shit. And, yeah. <laughs> Right, like a couple last, you know, two or three last year. I just okay, leave. I want my money back. Yeah, not a. That's yeah. Right. Well, I just so get into renting, renting cabins. August and feet, yeah. I just get into renting cabins there with the outfitting business, like in the off season. Right. Holy shit balls! <laughs> what unreal. a friggin' mess that can be. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And right now, like two hundred and ten units under management. Yeah. That's right. A lot so, to deal with. So, and, and, you know, 90% of them are great, right? Yeah, but exactly. Even higher, 95% of them are great. But you get some fucking doozies sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you, you don't remember the good stuff. You remember the guy that wiped his ass with a hand towel and left it on the floor, and you're like, what in the name of tarnation are you doing? Just stupid shit. Yeah, like, what the frig? Fucking people is unbelievable. Yep. Unreal. So, oh, but, well. Yeah. Oh, it allows me to do what I want to do, and... And, you know, the best part for me is I was out when Meg, when I had to retire Maggie two, three years ago with diabetes when she near died there that day. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, I had two seasons with that dog. Yeah. I haven't had my own dog since I was 16. Yeah. 
like I just fucking lost my mojo and then just getting jacks back and training every day and, and but you know just back in that hunt test atmosphere and training group and you know it's just been a blast the last couple of years just yeah been... and and your club over there is stellar right like there's a lot uh-huh. of guys that are in the same boat as you like like it's an amazing club all like, all the boys have gotten dogs now the next guy has really got to get one uh, and i don't know if he listens to this but if he does he knows who he knows he should know who he is over there that needs to get a dog too hmm. so uh get back about, get get uh, get back in the saddle get back in the saddle over there it's time yeah well i think too like you know now we got the master national right so the uh in 2024 so you know there's a lot a lot of excitement lot is of that coming to pei yeah we got it yes yeah. sir i didn't yeah. know that never heard that yes sir yeah. so uh we're just start so i'll be in touch boys for free shit yeah absolutely and we will give you a beer can koozie you will not and a, and a tank top yeah. and a fucking thong yeah might you even get a custom yeah. visor made for you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, sir, I'm heading up the fundraising and and community. So uh, we're just going to get some shit together now and start raising some money now. And yeah. We're yeah. Gonna try have a real good uh, auction this year, Maddie, in yeah. our, our August test. Looking forward to it. Hosting a, a good night here at Maggie's on, on Saturday night. And, and uh, just to kick it off because technically we can't fundraise until the last bird drops this year. Right. Uh, but we can still fundraise. Right. right? And so we'll do it this year and, and, you know, um, you know, use all our contacts and, and Barry Keeks is home now, moved to PEI Keeksy. I don't, I'm sure you've seen him on some of the videos and stuff. Mm, yeah. Buddy, I went Turkey out. So he was, uh, with Sink and Avian X and Pattern Master and, uh, he's with Pattern Master now too, and right on. Uh, he he just lives like ten fifteen minutes away from me now, and so he's got tons of connections still all through Ontario and call makers and certain people. So uh, you know we'll be looking at doing some hunts and and getting some pretty cool stuff for the auctions this year and really big time next year, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Know. That'll that'll be awesome. Sure. Yeah. So I wanted to, I want I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that too, about your history with Sink and like how sure. how that how that all came about. And I I know that you and I pro staff for Avery at the same time, and and yeah. uh, those were magical years. That's when the waterfowl industry was mm. really cool. That was probably the best years. I, I think. think so. I, and a lot of people say the same thing. The yeah. DVD years were were yeah. the best. But but anyway, yeah. how, how did you meet that guy? Anyways. So how you know what it Paul's <laughs> good at sucking that dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm being a dick. No, that's all right. You be it. I enjoy that. Not Feel free to it. fire away. <laughs> uh, the there was a guy he had a dog company. So this is back in two thousand. Yeah. Two thousand one. And it was called the Fieldworks. And he was out of Ontario and he wanted to get in the Maritimes. And somehow he got my name. And goes, listen, I want to sell dog stuff down there. And back then, like, you had to order, can't even remember, like, gun dog supply in the States. or mm, Right. Um, like, there was nowhere in Canada to buy dummies or 
anything, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this guy started this called the Fieldworks. And, and that was sort of the time uh, the Delta chapter was starting over here uh, with, with Glenn Gillespie and those guys and myself. And, and, and uh, so David Roy would come down. That was the heydays of waterfowl in the Maritimes. We had calling contests and Delta waterfowl dinners and Ducks Unlimited dinners. It was awesome. Yeah. So how Avery came about, so I sell him that. So then David Roy approached me when, you know, at the dinner and the calling contest, said, hey, I'm going to be the distributor for Avery, for Canada. Yes, sir. He storefront then, right? Right. Yeah, he did, yeah. With his outfit and business. So he was going to be, so basically I, I was a sales guy down here. So setting up dealers who want to be a dealer. He was the distributor. It just started like that. And yeah, then, you were the basically Atlantic Canada rep, aren't you? Well, basically that was it. Yeah. And then, so basically that led to, I got a call from Mike Hungle, who was the pro staff manager for Canada. Yeah. And, and Hey, you interested staffing for Avery? And said, yeah, fuck. Sure. Like, you know, I didn't have no idea what it meant. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well here you get this and this. And that was a big thing this. in those days to be an Avery pro staffer. Well, they just, they knocked it out of the park. Right. And then, yeah. When, when you're with Avery, then you're automatically a Zinc Pro staff, basically. Yeah, they had all the and, best guys. Yeah, and they went through a little bit of a time. Stahl was there and, yeah. and uh, some other guys, but they ended up at R&T. And uh, so, yeah, so then that just, you know, it took off and and got to go to the, in 2008, to the Pro Staff Convention in Memphis. Yeah. So you got to Fred and, and Justin Tackett and fucking... And John Stevens and Jimbo, like you're, you're just walking around going, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and these guys, like other than Tackett, who was a dick. Really? He's a fucking dick. Yes, now, sir. I think that out back is two years later, he fucking sent more shit up to me for the foul life. And, and what was his show called? Uh, Water Dog. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Water Dog so, TV. He just walked around like. His shit didn't stink. Oh, Where guys, shit at Turd Island. Good to know that you always wonder that about these fellows. Yeah, there. but you know, like guys, like like I, I had drinks with uh, uh, one of the nights with fucking uh, Chris Aiken. Yeah, yeah. Like, you couldn't meet a nicer fucking guy. Uh, his he's so good, man. His all like, his content is just the best. Yeah, like and Jimbo, like and like coming off an elevator, and there's Fred, right? I mm. never met. I never even talked to him. Yeah. Never emailed with him. Like you would never as a staff have contact with Frank. No, that's right. And and he come off the thing and he looked, he goes, Polly, hey, fuck, welcome to the staff. Right? And it's just like, fuck, how does he know? Right? But everybody's on the internet, so I guess you're gonna know. Yeah. You tag on with your shirt, I guess. No, no surprise that he knew you though, Paul. Oh, I know, you're kind of a big deal. He saw that visor and said, Holy shit. He said that guy that guy that guy doesn't talk like us. You were the you were the OG island boy. Yeah. I had a visor on too. Last man standing at the drinking party. (laughs) So we're there for like this is a funny story. So I was talking to Rob Jepson about this because he was the pro staff manager. Where Mike Hungle was looked after the Canadian guys. Yeah. And I don't know, like Friday night, we got fucking 
And who was my fucking roommate? Fuck, I can't remember. Anyway, I couldn't get up. <laughs> missed all the morning sessions. Come down at lunch, you know, because they're having lunch. <laughs> Jensen just looked at me. He goes, don't miss tomorrow. Freddie's talking. I said, okay, no fucking problem. I'll take it easy tonight. But missed the whole fucking morning session. <laughs> like, and then the next morning, and that the coolest part about that, remember for a couple of years, Avery had fucking huge paint issues. Yes. Right? Box of black duck decoys and all the fucking pain would be on the bottom of the box when you opened it. Yeah. yeah. So Tom uh, Tom Matthews was supposed to do the keynote address on Saturday morning. Also Didn't, crazy. Yeah, Tom's crazy. Nutty's a fucking fruitcake, right? Didn't show up. So Freddie had to get up and speak for three hours. Pooh. spent 190 days in China that one year. Holy frig. Just so... Basically, what was happening was, is when it's painted, it's supposed to acclimatize and dry for just, I can't even remember, say it was 48 hours before it was boxed up and thrown on a container where it's going to be hot as fuck traveling across the ocean, mm. right? But Avery got so big so fast. Yeah. And there was such fucking demand for it. Tom was like, ship them, ship them, ship them. As soon as they're painted, throw them in a box and ship them. And that was that's what caused the paint issue. Yeah. Right. They, and they, fucked them over. Done, the process just wasn't being done right. Yeah. And so, you know, it was fixed within a year or two and, and back on track. Right. And, uh, so yeah, that, and, and it was great that way because I still, I had a different role. I get to manage all the dealers in the Maritimes. Right. So you just get a shitload of points for, you know, if I went to Halifax with the wife for the weekend, Stop here, stop there, stop here, stop in Amherst, stop in Truro. I just made like $700 in points on the weekend. Right, yeah. exactly. Mileage. And so it was a fucking great gig, right? Yep. Yeah. Now, geez, man, how many, there's hardly any hunting stores left. No, like, that's the thing. So you got, Natchucks is still there. I mean, the gun dealer. And then there's, is there young guns in Halifax that's still going? Yeah, that's still going. Yeah. There's one on the island there. Yeah. There's island guns and gear here, and then, uh, you know, Duncan and Danny's shop, but they, they don't really do much anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, other than the taxidermy. And uh, there's God going fishing, gone fishing. He doesn't, you know, like, he's a fishing shop. Like, mm. there's, you know, there's island guns and gear and stuff, but it, it's nothing like it was, no. you know, years ago where everybody had Avery decoys and then Avian X decoys. Mm hmm. Lines and fucking shells and you know anything you need it right was that yeah. the store uh, so there's really nothing like that anymore no so I did that up to 2009 I got a call one day and I look at my phone that's fucking Ohio who the fuck do I know from Ohio so I pick up the phone it's Fred and it's, he goes I'm leaving here's what's happening I'm going out on my own. I'd like you to be one of my eight Z unit guys in North America. There you go. You... He goes, same deal. Nobody else has your deal. You just look after the Maritimes for me. Yeah. So Johnny Christian Jan, he's going to be my distributor up there. He's got Quebec. Barry Keeks was with them. Uh, and uh, they tried to get a guy out west, but it just never worked out there. Right, yeah, uh, which is no no surprise, yeah. really. Yeah, 
So there's Christianity and me where Z unit guys and then Barry was a pro staff. And they had other pro staff in around Ontario. But, you know, basically, I think Freddie called everybody personally, yeah. which would be 150 people. I'm leaving and going at my own. You can come with me. You know, I just want to let you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I said, yeah, fuck, great. First year, you know, got to go and film. And, you know, that was the first time the A-frames were out. Totsi had all the... Uh, uh, the AFX decoys, the flock ones, he yeah. had them the year before to yes. mm. prototype, right? So they had the round base. Right. And uh, so when we were doing that, it was funny. Like, we pulled, me and Johnny, Chris and Janny, I flew in and Johnny picked me up at the airport. Uh, so we drove to Totsies, which is fucking close to three hours from Toronto. And we pulled in there and Freddie's in there with, Totsie had like four groups of hunters there, right? And Freddie's right in the middle of them, talking to them, tuning calls, having a great time. Comes out, and then you know, you couldn't meet a nicer guy. Just a down to earth, mm-hmm. loves to drink fucking rum and rye. <laughs> but, and you know when, you know when you meet those guys, like Aiken was the same way, and Jimbo's the same way. Yeah, you know, they're talking to you. You know, how's your wife and kids? How's your season this year? How many black ducks can you guys shoot up there? Like just genuinely curious of your background and where you're coming from. Yeah, I just want to hear your story. I mean, yeah. I always yeah. felt like he was... I've never met the guy. He's one of the, you know, I've been lucky enough certainly going to the Worlds to, to meet a lot of those guys because, you know, a lot of people are down there at that time. Yeah. But I, I haven't run into him yet. But uh, I'll tell you, like, if you've been in the waterfowl industry for any amount of time, like... When greenhead gear decoys hit the market, mm-hmm. that turned the tide completely yeah. around. It just completely changed everything. It was like Bigfoot in the 80s, right? Yep. Just yeah. Fucking turned it on its ear, right? Yep, just That's a complete short- game changer, and he's never stopped. Yeah, yeah like, and then, you, you know, Avian X, and it's like, okay, like, what's next, right? And yeah. it's not just decoys. It's all the blinds, the blind bags, camel patterns clothing like chokes ammo and you know just an, an amazing mind right it gotta uh, be yeah yeah amazing mind have you watched you want to see some great insight uh, have you followed the foul life podcast i've oh, i've some, yeah. i watched his on there okay have you watched the three fred did in 2001 with belding and uh Skip Knowles, the editor of Wildfowl. There's three of them. One's on blinds, one's on calls, and one's on decoys. Hmm. They're about an hour and a half long. And you want to talk about insightful. Yeah. Right? Uh, On, you know, talking about, you know, just how things progress. Yeah, I just don't know where, like, yeah, he's just so smart. You know, like, yeah, I just like, don't know where he comes up with this shit, you know. <laughs> Some people just have it. Yeah, like, he's always, I, I feel like at, at at every turn, he's like, okay, well, you like that? Wait a few more years, I got something else coming out, you know. He, he says that in 2001. He says, supposedly at the shop, no, I've never seen it, I've never been to the shop, but the shop's just a building now, right? But yeah. the 
suppose we had a shop there was a a room with new stuff being developed and he says two years ago like well a year and a half ago now it's only 2023 a month in but he said he, he's got ideas on the next progression hmm. really right uh, that's what i don't know i don't know where it's going to go from here yeah, like, i mean we got a couple oh, ideas but i don't think i think as far as revolution goes man the steps the huge steps forward that it took in that era i don't think we're going to see that again well, i can't yeah, like, i like, can't think of anything he says that and you, and you say to yourself like me and keeks we were talking about it. we had like 400 axf fucking flock decoys out for a couple mm. of days Lester's honkers, my honkers, which are older, been hunted hundreds of times. Barry's got a newer bunch, newer Lester's. Like, and you're looking at it, go, how do you guess? And people say, oh, fuck yeah, Bigfoot. Like, I, no, there's no fucking better looking decoy out there in natural light than an AXF honker. Just my opinion. Not because I worked for the company before, not whatever. I don't care. You can't poses like the AXF honkers and the AXF lessers have what 21 different head poses. Yeah, he was right. 21 different head poses. So that was done intentionally. Yeah. So that you're fucking, it looks different all the time. Mm. Right. I think about the, I I've said it for a while now. I think, the next biggest thing or revolution in waterfowl hunting that I can think of will be movement in the spread and not just like yeah. moving around like decoys that swivel around, but like decoys that like move, move. Yeah. Like cover really, ground, like literally cover ground type of deal. Or something like that. Like that, you guys ever use the X flapper? No, that, I've seen it. Yeah. We've got a couple, like they work. Yeah. Right. And just because it looks like a flag. Yep. Right. It's not like, like the you know the fucking lucky duck one doesn't. You know, we tried. It doesn't fucking work. Right. It's not natural looking. Right. Where the X flag half natural, and it tucks wings when it closes and stuff. And but yeah, like I, I don't. Where do we go? Right. Like you know, we just had another evolution in clothing with Sitka from the last five or six years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, they've really, geez. I mean, think oh, about it before them. I mean, they come onto the market and it was like, boom. And they were like, smart because the technology that they're using has been out there for a long forever. time, and just in different things like mountaineering and like hiking and backpacking and that kind of stuff. Like in that in that out in that world or whatever, <laughs> that's been around for a while. So the key to them, right? When I started buying their stuff, the key to it, like. Yeah, you have 25 pieces hanging on the wall here, but there's nothing. You can throw, you take your bits and you throw four or five pieces in the truck and leave them there. You're basically set for the fucking fall. Yeah. There's nothing that can, yeah. you know, they get up in the morning and go, oh, fuck. You know, you're just reaching the back. Like that and the Delta Wade jacket and the layering system. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh. Pulling away from those great big three in one parkas and. Heavy uh, insulated bibs and all that shit. You can't move. You yeah. look like a friggin', you look like a Michelin man. I know. Like, and, and, and like, I'll tell you right now, like, my, uh, my Hudson, I've wore three times. Yeah. 
right? Like the fucking thing's too warm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a beautiful fucking garment, right? But I have, I didn't even buy one. Under your Dakota hoodie? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're, you're they, not as bulked up. They've got it. That's the thing, right? I mean, everybody wants to be warm, but and dry. Sh- yeah, and dry. But you shouldn't have to be dressed up, like mm. you said, like the Michelin man to do yeah. it. Yeah. And that's Where one you, thing about that cool, is, right? I mean, they're, the the layering system is just not something I think we're just not used to it as waterfowlers. I don't think we ever had, really ever had that option. No, like that. never did. Like I said, before this, it was, like I said, the big three-in-one parkas and yeah. like yeah. big heavy insulated bib overalls and like you wore a cotton hoodie underneath and a t-shirt under that. And some yeah. hardcore guys wore wool. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you know they, what I mean? They, at least you could breathe with wool underneath it, right? Yeah. yeah. And you'd stay know. warm if you got wet. Yeah, quarter zip sweater from from Browning. And fuck, I, you know, you wore that thing under a shell and you're just, you're golden, right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, I think Columbia and, and Cabela's come out where they had those zip-out liners where you wore the zip-out liner 90% of the time. Yeah. yeah. Right? Who? What but company was it? Um, jacket, right? If they just left that jacket as a shell... Once you zipped it out, but it used to be insulated. Right. What company was it that their big promo? They'd have the material the jacket was made of, and it would it was draped down, and they filled it with water to show that it was waterproof. The freak company was that? I can't remember all the all the sportsman shows. You'd see that they'd be draped over like a plastic container, and they'd have it full of water, showing that it was waterproof. I mean that non-breathable garments. I mean you might as well wear a freaking garbage bag. You're going to no be plan. soaked from sweating your balls off anyway. Yeah. Like, Sounds like a that, lacrosse thing. It wasn't lacrosse. It was, geez, it was some sort of, it was a clothing brand. Yeah. I can't remember. I remember. What, they weren't and, around for a real long time. No. And, and the, you know, you look at it like, like, you know, you have the base layer. Then you have, you know, the lightweight hoodie mm-hmm. pants and, you know, you can go to you go there and set the decoys up, and just wear the the grinder hoodie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then go throw something on over it after. Well, that's the thing that I love, man. Like I carry a big bag with me. Same thing. I mean, well, I mean, it's not even so much the weather for the day; it's the temperature change from three or four in the morning to nine yeah. or ten a.m. Like you're going you're from could be minus five to plus ten or plus fifteen, so. To have three all or, those layers, jeez, man, you can't beat it. You're three or four degrees, and you're putting fucking hundreds of decoys out. You're putting blinds together, and exactly. You, you like, walk a you know, half a kilometer of the truck back, and you come back, and you're like, "Fuck, you got a little lather on." If you don't have breathable shit on, you're just going to be cold. Yeah, or even the ability to take layers off without the pain in the ass of zipping in a shell to a interior yeah. layer and all that bullshit, like. Man, I having the layer system like that and it being thin and you're still maneuverable, oh, it's it's one of the best things ever. That, and you know the other piece that's fucking warm is that, you have that, uh, the heavyweight hoodie? Yes, I do, yeah. Holy fuck, man, that's warm. It's it's, stupid warm. And it's it's more fucking windproof than the fucking gradient hoodie. Yeah. Oh, man, it's good stuff. Oh, it's just... You can wear that until fucking the end of October. Yeah. Yeah, I 
I can't yeah, preach it enough, especially like I said, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. The older you get, I mean, you get colder easier, you get hotter easier, whatever, right? Like you're just to be comfortable and not bulk right up and stuff and just being able to shoot and move so much easier. Frig, you can't yeah, be. And you that. can take, and like you said, put three, you and I just, I throw three or four things on the fucking floor of my truck, the back seat. Yeah. They're always there. Right? Chance of rain. I, you know, my fucking poor Delta Wade, Jack, I need another one now. I've had this one for five or six years. You know, I just take it. If I think it's going to rain, I fire it in the fucking corner on the ground. Yeah. See, I went with the, uh, the dew point Gore-Tex shell. I got that one too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's That's what I just, awesome. It, bu- it packs up so small. I can throw that right in my full choke pack and man, yeah. it starts to rain or you get a little bit crispy out, cold or a wind. It blocks the wind. Waterproof. Yeah. I wore that pregnant. a bunch this fall, yeah. actually, just because it was so, you know, it was warmer out. Like, we had a warm fall. I'm a still, I wear it still now, out snowshoeing. And, uh, fuck, man, like, I, I actually wore it a bunch dog training this summer because it's always raining, or it was yeah. this year. And, yeah. uh, fuck, man, when you put that on and that water just beads off of that, holy shit, that's nice, eh? Yeah. It's nice and to it's, be dry and, and it be and breathable. It's, and it's cut nice, too, right? I'm thick. Yeah. It's cut like I'm thick through the shoulders and the chest. Yeah. And it it's cut nice. Like I, I have that too. Like I, that's what's in early, right? I don't have my delta early. That's in and, and you know, that's you know, you get that in that green or coyote or whatever the fuck color it is. Yeah. You can wear that down to the Lions Club for a fucking, you know, roast beef dinner or something. There. Hell yeah. Yeah, they've got a lot of really nice solids. You know, a lot of the stuff <laughs> I wear is, is sick uh Yeah. My favorite piece, boys, is the Aerolite hoodie. Yeah. Oh. Unreal. Yeah. Like brown now come out this year. Of course, I'll have to get the camel version. Come out in the March this year. Yeah. So you have to spend more money, but the like it's just a hoodie, and it's like. I just like ordered. A- I just ordered that actually. When you said that, I was like, the Aerolite is that one? Is that the one I just ordered? But yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had it in brown. Mm-hmm. I've had it for two years now. Oh yeah, it's warm as fuck and like and not bulky and like same thing, right? Yeah, just fits great. And and that like I wear that probably. I wear it until I can't wear. It. Right. Right. I wear it until okay, it's too fucking cold. Yeah. Right, but it's windproof and 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 for something so thin, but it's like all their stuff. It's so goddamn warm. Yeah. Uh, you know. Hell it's yeah. So God, and but you know that was the big evolution. That was the clothing evolution, and now you see. Well, and thank God, you know. Yeah, like first lights coming out. Like, yeah, well, good for you. You got mm. some great players, but if you're not Gore-Tex. Well, you know, I, and it's not bad that there's other companies that like uh, competition breeds new products and innovation, right? Yeah, definitely. You never know. So I mean, they're more in the mountaineering, like western hunting scene but yeah yeah sure and they and you know they're trying to jump in that market which is great so yeah. we'll give up as well as they're coming waiters this year so that'll be you know uh you know add something to the mix and and jimbo going to drake drake yeah well supposedly that's you know they're gonna turn it on on its ear hmm with you know to try and compete with because Sitka basically took over right Man, for the they, oh they they own the market yeah <laughs> no yeah question 
Yeah, they, they, they marketed that properly. I mean, they and they got good gear. So Well, and they got in first. Yeah. Like big they, time first kind of deal. I know there was other companies out there doing it, but I mean, they marketed hard and they get it. They were getting in there first, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and that's a big key. Yeah, no question. And if you get some of these other guys get in there, like Jimbo was with Sitka from the get-go, right? Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden he's vice president of development with Drake. Yeah. So, you know, you know what's going on there. They're going to jump in, right? Oh, yeah. They're going to get try they're to get gonna, in the mix. They're going to try to come back, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be hard be hard to believe that Cabela's and Bass Pro don't jump in, too. Yeah, yeah. And try and and try and offer something, right? But the – and their waders, you guys have their waders? So no. Waders. No, we never hunt water. Like, never. Yeah. Well, I, I used to. I Cabela's ultimate waders from friggin' 15 years ago. They just hang in yeah. the closet. Yeah, they, I don't think I've had them on yeah. in five years. Well, I guess I've had once mine, in a while. Yeah, I've had mine for two – Jack's never hunted the water once this year. Yeah. Right, I hunted five times last year. Went scouting five times. Had hundreds of birds and creeks and different little, you know, marshes. I used to hunt all the time, and got skunked five times in a row. <laughs> yes, sir. <Fuck. laughs> so the waders have been in the water. It was funny. Uh, Butler was giving me a hard time there. We're shooting ducks there at the end of the year, and and he's always teased me about the waders how they fucking never get used, right? Yeah. But I wore them to the field one day. <laughs> what is there you go. at least it's fucking raining what a fucking gem that guy is isn't he a fucking beauty he is man and an, and an excellent dog man too like a real good dog handler I, the most underrated not talked about smartest dog guy in america i i mm. couldn't agree more we him and i yeah. trained together uh before the like pre-national for the one in nova scotia yeah, and yeah. Uh, what a great bunch of days we had together. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's a super intelligent guy, really good handler. Super intelligent guy. Yeah, super intelligent, and he he's the one that got he got me onto Gosling Drum and Sitka hmm. because he he bought it all for, and we're just fucking giving it to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. boy, you know, Desert Storm. Nice <laughs> right. And uh, now, of course, right? Yeah, everybody's got it. Yeah, and if they don't have it, they want it. <laughs> got to join the cool kids. Well, I'll tell you, right now, there's there's two people, you know, that over here, you know, and I'm 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 out of it for ten years, right? So, not real confident getting back. But I, you know, I made damn sure I did my basics and I did them twice, and they're fucking rock solid. Yeah. And you know, if I ran into something. It'd be Butler or Wally, right? Yep. Mm. You call those two. It's like, okay, yeah, let's work on. We'll set something up and work on that tomorrow. Yeah. You know, what do you think of this, Dave? And you know, what do you think of that? And, and you know, and it's just like just very could, thoughtful, very thoughtful trainers. You know, and it's not like it's not like Butler did it for forty years and trained two, three hundred dogs. Like, he, you know, he's just a, a super good handler. Fifteen years ago, maybe. Right, like he, his original dog River was when it would be just before you, Maddie, came yeah. along. Would be River and my my Devil and and Lady, Walter's Lady. Like that was that crew. Todd yeah. was Matt. Who ended up being uh, his brown dog. Ended up being the amateur field dog Cormiers and and uh, so, but he you know he just 
followed Evan Grant smart works to the T. Yeah. To the T. Right? And yeah. loaded. But Joel McDonald, same thing. He mm-hmm. just followed the program. Another John, good another great guy. What a beauty yeah. he is. And 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 we're lucky enough to have all these guys in our group. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean just the, just a hell of a group. I'm I'm envious. I'm jealous. Yeah, like you, we go out and you got Colin Cairns who's turned into a great young trainer, right? Yeah. Like fantastic young trainer. Yeah. You know, Sean McNutt who's you know, lives two minutes from me. You know, like we out there last weekend, me and Sean and Troy Troy McKenzie, another one. Yeah. Like you know, we got eight or nine guys that are going hard. We got some new blood coming in. You know, Elmer McD- or Elmer uh, McKinnis. Elmer McGinnis got a new pup. Uh, Joel McDonald got a new puppy. Yeah. Uh, John's got young scout. I got young. You know, we got a, a little crew moving up from senior to run master this year too. Yeah. Do you guys sure. have much snow over there right now? The what? Do you guys have much snow over there right now? Yeah, we, it's more ice, right? Yeah. We don't get a lot. We got it. We lost it. And then we got it, and we lost most of it, and then it fucking froze. Yeah. But, you know, I, me and Sean went, you know, basically drove around for two or three hours just to try to find a 100-yard fucking bear spot that wasn't icy, just do some drills. Yeah. Right? And we we're, we're shut down here. We got snow. <laughs> yeah. She's bad. But now you look at Monday, like it's minus 42 in the morning here, and fucking by Sunday morning, it's plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy and weather. Sun, Huge temp and, swing. And it'll melt and be more icier that night when it freezes again. So yeah. anyway, it's what it is, right? We'll be able to get going when we can get going and work on some other things with uh, with jacks. We can do some stuff in parking lots. And- so talking to dogs, what got you into it and why Chessies? <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> so when we were the old crew, like, so who I grew up hunting with would be Todd Cormier. And so is me. this when you're a kid or like a young adult kind of deal? 16. Okay, yeah. He he had a dog. Robert McIntyre got a dog. Uh, Derek Dahl got a dog. All lamps, right? So I was looking for one, looking for one, couldn't find one. And just noticing the Chesapeake Bay Retreat. Well, and there was some of them, there was more of them around then, right? right. Than there really. And so there was some around. I said, oh, fuck. Right? Like, you didn't have the internet. You couldn't do it. So I, was, I just couldn't wait. I went and fucking got the Chesapeake. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's 16, 39 years ago. And you just fell in love with the breed, eh? Fell in love. And, and back then, Maddie, they were just starting Nara here. Yep. And it took off. Right, so as good as our club is, yeah, there was five other clubs in the Maritimes. The same, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And everybody was everybody was willing to put the work in. Yeah, and yeah, and and the social, fantastic, and you know, and and a lot. We were just learning then, right? Like, yeah, we didn't know, and but you know, we were like seventeen, eighteen, and we had master hundred dogs, right? You know, all senior hunter then, and 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 narrow, right? But you know, and then. So I had that dog, Mac, it was my first Chesapeake. And uh, then I away when I was 22. I was in Toronto for seven years. So I get home. Ew, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I moved. 
I was a youth worker. So uh, when I graduated, uh, when I was 21, I think, or 22, uh, and moved to Toronto. So I was in Toronto from 92 to 97, 98. So six and a half, seven years. Yeah. And uh, so when I come home, uh, 99 maybe, I put, uh, he was 14. So yeah, I'd be like 99. I got another one then, which was uh, Homer. And he had four master passes as a two-year-old. Yes, sir. Dropped dead pheasant hunting as a two-year-old. Really? What yeah. happened there? They don't know. Uh, they they did two autopsies at the vet college for free, and because they were amazed, like they said, "What really? the fuck happened?" That is so they weird. did. Yeah, you know he he. We're sitting there, and he's we're in this thick shit, and he was on a pheasant, flushed it, and I shot it. Might have been thirty yards away from me. He went over. You know, you're sort of wait. You know, you just you you know how quick they are, right? Mm, yeah. Homer, here, 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 come on. And I figured, fuck, I thought I killed that. Maybe he ran, right? Yeah. So I walk over. He's laying dead there, with the pheasant in his mouth. Man, that is wild. Fuck. And they couldn't determine what happened to him. So all they said, they described it like, uh, like young athlete syndrome. Where sometimes there's just a hard arrhythmia that was never detected. It just huh. clicks, and they drop dead. Wow. I wonder so, if that was like an EIC thing, like exercise-induced collapse. But he never, he, all his testing, he never tested for it. Now, I don't know, 20-some years ago, did we test for EIC? Probably not. Probably not, right? So maybe that was I it. think that but, never came, well, so I, th we, I think Lean uh, Mac was the one who spread that around mostly. Yeah, and we trained hard all the time, and I never there was never an issue, right? Right. Like, and usually you would have seen that come up sometime. Right. Yeah, if and, you were training, for sure, absolutely. It wouldn't just be a fluke no. once in a while, yeah. Yeah, and so they, you know, they just said he must have had a heart arrhythmia that was never detected and, and dropped dead. And so I got another girl. I had another pop then. I was bringing up Cassie. Uh, she went to, uh, she got her senior and then it was around that time that sort of got married and kids were young and, you know, I was in and out of it a little bit. And, and uh, you know, I, then I was basically out of it, you know, till, till devil came along and, and he had four master passes, I think with, you know, not near the time I should have put into him and soft as fuck. The poor bastard. If you had to get on him and anything, you had to give him, happy bumpers for two weeks to get them back. <laughs> Holding yeah. a grudge on you. Oh, uh, just not a grudge, just sucky. Like yeah. just wasn't pissed at you. Just, he was just soft, right? Yeah. No confidence. And, and yeah, so, you know, until, and then, and then uh, Maggie came along and, and I got Maggie through her senior and, and, you know, business was busy and, but I always like her basics were rock solid and, and she, you know, I was getting to that point. I was hunting a lot, but just couldn't. We're so busy in the summer. I couldn't really be around, hunt tests, and couldn't do both, right? And have the business and, and do it. So, but every year we did swim by in September and got her ready for hunting season and, and did that. And she was, you know, she picked up thousands. And, you know, until, uh, you know, then, you know, all of a sudden out of the blue, got uh, diabetes. Like, 
that was that uh, it's one of Coates' videos. Uh, the uh, it's a Thanksgiving video from 2019, and we were shooting 11 guys, uh, and we had a one one shot deal in this field, and we were going to try and shoot 55 geese. And anyway, the farmer called a 35 and shot us down. Yeah, some cows had moved in behind us. I remember that. And yeah, and uh, she was just—I thought she was hurt. She couldn't get up. Panting, you know, took her to the vat. Didn't you know? I said, do whatever, do X-rays, do ultrasound, do blood work. Mm, they yeah. come back that her fucking blood sugar is like thirty-six. Jeez. Supposed to be like ten. Holy shit! Yeah, like just she. He said you would have picked up. She had a fucking went for a long run. She'd be dead. Yeah. Right. And the, uh, so anyway, she's been retired. She's still kicking, but you know, unfortunately the end's near, like she's got like most diabetics, she's gotten big sores on her feet and, right. and we'd looked at getting them removed and they're attached to her toe. Or you'd have to amputate her toe. We're not fucking amputating her toes. Yeah, no. This no. age. So not it's just going to cut her be, down. No. Yeah. And she's starting to, you know, She'd be sitting there, and, and she just started her head will start bobbing, and she's blind as a bat, right? Mm. And and uh, but she's still hungry and eats, and still puts the fucking Jackson's terrified of her. <laughs> and, uh, like she still runs the show. She can jump up on the bed still, but she like she's having these episodes almost like she uh, has a seizure. She just sort of lays down gently. Oh yeah, and is out of it for a minute. Huh. And so, anyway, it, time's close. It's coming. It's coming, unfortunately. So. Yeah. And yeah, then, you know, sucks. and then got jacks that just perfect time, life-wise, you know. Mm. You know, you know. when I had the other ones, you know, it was marriage, marriage going downhill. If I can start a business, yeah. you know, kids are young. You just can't do it, right? Mm. Working, and, working 36 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, like you know, start start your own business. And, Eight days a week. And now yeah. it's like, yeah, I can spend yeah. every day with Jax, right? And he's with me every day, and, and whether it's going for a drive in the truck or or, or doing whatever, and we're, we're having a great time. So, how long have you had your business, Paul? Just a little side note here. Uh, I quit my job and cashed out my pension when I got divorced in two thousand eight. So, you know, fifteen years. Yes, so what sir. what what were you doing before? What was your job? I was a youth counselor, like a youth worker with okay. the school board. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in Ontario in group homes for seven years. Wow. And then I worked at the school board. Yeah. Quite and, a job. You know, it was, yeah, I was, you know, I had no empathy left at the end of it by 2008. Like, rather reach across the table and choke a kid than fucking. Yeah. Especially in you know, this day and age. Yeah. And, and it's the, exactly this day and age, right? So it was just the start of that shit. And. And I can remember I had a couple of kids we're dealing with who didn't have a chance in hell because their parents were my age and I knew their parents and they're a fucking disaster. Mm. And it was just like, you know what? And I knew the guy that was doing what I was doing out here. And he was the only guy in PEI doing it. And I go, you know, he's, he's got a good business model, but there's a better way to do it. Mm. And, and so anyway, we get divorced. Me and, my current wife Stacey said, let's do it. Right? Now, she worked full time up until uh, she's been 
I think she's been full, you know, she's been with the company now full time for six years, probably. Yeah. Six or seven years. So, so it took yeah, you so, some time, took mm. you about 10 years. Yeah. It, you know, it takes 10 years, right? Cause you know, you're paying off debt and then you're investing more and you're mm. more and more. And, you know, and then it just, things just start working out, right? You stay it, it's out. such an up and down, eh? you know? Like, money in, money out. It, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Like, even with my business, like Jeepers, you know, it, yeah. it, it's such a, you just never, the first few years, like this is year five for me, like, you just never know how the year's yeah. going to go away. Eh? Like, you could be, have a whole bunch of people that want their yeah. hunting dogs trained, or you might have a whole bunch of just obedience dogs or you just yeah. you know you just never know yeah and then what if the fucking motor blows out of your truck yeah then, yeah then what do you do yeah well, <laughs> that actually that actually happens so <laughs> yeah happens all the fucking time right? yeah that, like, oh he doesn't actually know no oh yeah matt the motor literally blew in his truck <laughs> yeah that actually just happened in my truck in the fall oh fuck are you serious yeah yeah it just had just over 200 on it and I thought you knew. And it blew. <laughs> said that. And it blew. And it blew. And and uh, they rebuilt the top end, and uh, it went again. Well, they didn't fix it. That well, they didn't fix it. They, they didn't. Fix they fixed. It. They rebuilt the top end, but not the bottom. They didn't even look at the bottom. They end. never even looked at the bottom. So, you oh, serious? Mm-hmm. How long did you have it? And before it was like tong 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 tong. About six weeks. Yeah. It got me through guidance season. Thank God. And then, yeah. And then. And then, and, uh, yeah, they had it since the first week of uh, December, and I just heard back last week yeah. that it was toast. And now it's sitting in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, so I got a new Tundra. Oh, shit, are good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I, I, just bought a new, uh, I just got a new uh, Silverado. The trail oh, box. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, sand I saw color that, one. too. Yeah, like my Ram was like, well, see, it's a, it's a nice truck, but... Like the fucking front end went, yeah. you know, and which is normal in those ramps, yeah. like yep. the gas, and and the steering rack went, which is normal. So yeah. fix that, like thirteen thousand dollars in a year. Yeah, and it's just like okay, fuck this shit. My truck was constantly in the shop. Well, I mean, I, I had to do the maintenance on it because I had that box on the back, so you know, right, it's got to yeah. run. Yeah, no, it's it, that's the thing about business, right? But. You know, when you get it there, Maddie, and you have those, you know, when you're making a living at it, you can do what you want to do. There's nothing better. No, and mm. that's the thing. Like, you spend the first the first years of it just, you know, making money, investing yeah. things, buying stuff, spending spending money on things that's, that aren't investments, like repairs, things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, this for me was not part of my plan. Like, I wasn't really supposed to get a new vehicle for probably yeah. three years i figured right because yeah. i own that other truck but uh you know that just that, that's not the way that it worked out so i mean i just uh, you know you got to do what you got to do you got to get one and you roll with the punches and yeah and, and, it is and away you go you keep on yeah. keep on grinding it's just such a bad time to buy vehicles right now holy freak yeah yeah Brutal. well I, I went mine in right so a buddy of mine owns the deal well he used to own the dealerships and sold out to steel auto group yeah and he goes, Paul, he goes, you get 23, 24 for your truck for a joke. He goes, but I can't give it to you on a trade. Huh. Right? Like, yeah. sell a price. Yeah. Right? And uh, so the most they're going to give me was like 15, 16 on the trade-in, which would have paid out was on the loan and and whatever. And I just said, well. And, and like, the thing about having the corp is 
fucking corp bought it. Like fuck that, right? Yeah, corp can go buy it because when you when you start doing the math, interest rates. You go buy used right now. Yeah, interest rates point nine. It's brutal. It's the same. It's the same. Uh, they there's two banks here, Royal and TD, that had a deal on for six six yeah. percent on used vehicles. For two oh, wow. years, and then they said it was going to go back up, but it was like nine percent for a used vehicle. Yeah. Unreal. And they have they've ordered here, well over closer on the closer side to four hundred, I bet now, vehicles for people, and Toyota's only going to allot them like two hundred and fifty. Yeah, and these are sold vehicles. These are sold vehicles. Like there's a shitload of people that aren't even going to get their twenty thirteen vehicle this year. 2013 or sorry 2023 <laughs> 2013's 10 years ago by the way yeah yeah that's that's what I my think truck is 2013 yeah to clearify that early yeah. the toyota ship here the other day had two uh not tundras but the fucking uh tacoma smaller one. tacomas yeah and no, no tundras there might be five new vehicles on the fucking lot well, yeah. that's like Woodstock. They they don't the new vehicles are sold before they get here. Yeah. Like, like what was a, it, Matt? They had they had the one that you bought, and then two more on order. They had a, and the, then they were already sold. And they're not even here yet. Well, they they had a platinum coming in, and I actually think it's there because when I drove oh, by okay. today, it looked it looked well. There's a truck sitting there. I don't know what it is, but it looks kind of fancy. So it might be a platinum twenty twenty three. Yeah. Not twenty thirteen twenty three, and. uh it was available at the time, but I think since then it's been sold. It got sold after but it, you, but you were was, in there. It was ninety one thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, insane. Yeah. So the truck I got is is a twenty twenty two. It's brand new. Yeah, but it's a twenty twenty two. Interest rate was like two point three. Really? Wow. And holy crap! Three is twenty five thousand more, and it's three point four nine. Holy jeez. Huh. You should have bought four or five of those trucks. Yeah, like exact same truck, right? Yeah. Mm. Like sixty grand all in. Holy cow! And yeah. it's like, so the other one's getting all gussied up. He's at the detailer now, and I'm gonna take the mechanic, and I'll just say, do it like it's inspection, get it ready. Yeah. And, and it's got the cap on it. It's got the box slide in it. And, and those so are nice. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of value in having a cap on your truck. I really yeah. do. Uh, I'm getting one for this, like especially like dog training in the summer, keep yeah. them out of the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just out get of the wind. Safety. I'll tell you, boys, if you watch some of those upland hunters and their trucks, man, yeah. they've got her dialed in. They yeah, got they some friggin' wicked setups in their trucks. Like in my in this truck now, there's an actual like fucking plug. So yeah. if I want to get, I could plug like a portable air conditioner in the back of the fucking truck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Fans, anything. This anything. Fu- right? th- this fucking thing, Paul. I can start from my phone. Yeah. Well, that's same. I'm trying to get it figured out. Something messed up, but same with me. It's like myshav.com. Yeah. And I can just go in and I say, oh, I'm out here at Maggie's. I'm going to leave in ten minutes. Yeah. Hit the app and start the truck. Yeah. You know what I found? I had a little bit of trouble with mine. You got to make sure the doors are locked. There's a there's a button to lock your doors on that app too. And if they're not locked, it wasn't starting for me. Oh, okay. Okay. I wonder if the Chevy's the same. Could be. Yeah. But I, yeah, I something screwed up with my. I got to go in and change some stuff and or or delete the app. They said and go in and try it again. So, mm. uh, 
but anyway, no, I'm I'm happy with it. Fuck, rides nice, and looks sharp. I like the color. And uh, anyway, I'll have that for seven years. Yep. Look good and with some of that red mud on it. Fucking right. You know, there'll be all kinds of mud on it this year. Yeah. But mud and blood. Yeah. <laughs> mud and blood, but yeah, the uh, be a busy year. Like Coatsy's, Coatsy's coming up again next year. Is he? He spent. That's an he, annual trip for him. He spent a lot of time there this year, eh? He loves it. Yeah, like he comes up for three weeks now every year. Wow. Yeah. We're down there in uh, in January. He's such a good guy, man. Fucking awesome guy. Like awesome. Like you couldn't meet a nicer guy, and you just couldn't meet a nicer guy. You you just it's couldn't. Funny. He he just he's just super. His his positivity. Yeah. Is contagious. You know, and funny, and and laughs, and and you know, and because when he first started coming up, he'd say, "Oh, like you, fuck, Paul, we stop fucking cursing all the time." And and we had Drake TV up here one time, a bunch of fucking donkeys, and, <laughs> and couldn't fucking film to save their life. They're sitting there, and nice guys. Don't get me wrong, nice guys, great guys. Actually, the guys that film, but they're more like big game guys filming right and and i spent four or five days with fred and them filming right right i'm going boys and like they're flaring birds all the time and i looked at coach i go what the fuck why are these fucking birds flaring so much and coach goes fucking camera guys so we look and they they're they wanted to be in the blinds in the a-frames with fucking eight guys right and standing up before we were standing up to shoot. Hmm. Right? So when we were in a hedge perfect, I said, boy, listen, why don't we build you a fucking nice blind right here? Like right here, you just sit there, you're right behind us. You're four feet behind us. Yeah. You'll see it. Right? No, no, no. We're good here. We're good here. And I'm just like, what a shit show. Yeah. And, but you know, like Coatsy comes up every year, loves to drinks rye man like like nobody I've ever seen. Yeah, he and, likes he likes his uh, crown, doesn't he? Unbelievable. And you know, I've seen him. And I, in all fairness, Coatsy, he just drove like fucking twenty hours. Uh, the first one of the first days, the next day after he arrived, I think was maybe it was Field of Dreams or shooting with the Newfies. No, shooting with the Newfies first day, and we come back to Maggie's and <laughs> and he was. Ready for bed at three o'clock. Karen took them all. <laughs> yeah, but any of that, you're like, still you're done shoot. Let's go to Maggie's, right? And let's, you're come on over. We're gonna make some food, and you know. So anyway, we get to get out next year. Excited, me and and Woody and uh, another buddy of ours, Ben, are going down, and uh, Fred West, who was up this year, who's a big farm on the Eastern Shore, and he's taking a snow geek. So we're shooting. I think we're going up on January 24th and shooting like Brant and cans and stuff with with Coatsy and then going and shooting snow geese openers the February 1st or something. Okay. That'll be fun. Snow. Yeah. So we're doing that and then a bunch of us are going to Saskatchewan. Nice. That would be a good trip. Yeah. And DUTV and Fred are coming up at some point in October. They're supposed to be here this year, but the hurricane screwed that. Mm. Is he with uh, them Fred, now? He's one of the hosts on DUTV. Is okay. I thought Field yeah. Hudnall was doing that. 
Oh, no, Field hasn't been there. Fuck, four years, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Field's with Sitka, right? So uh, once Drake came on, right. Field walked, yeah. So so it's Fred and that Doug Larson guy, and uh, I, guess, I guess that's the only two now. Wade Bourne passed away, so. No way. Yeah, he passed away last year, I think. Yes, sir. Hmm. So, so yeah, so they're doing that. So they're supposed to come up for, they're supposed to get here for on Friday before opener, uh, shoot opening day. We're going tuna fishing on Sunday, shoot Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then they were uh, flying to Montreal with Johnny Christian Ziani for, for three or four days, which they did this year, able to go to Montreal and shoot or Quebec and shoot with Johnny this year. So that'll be on D- DUTV this year. Yes, sir. So busy little stretch there mid-October till mm. – then and 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 you know plus the boys you know that they moose hunt with will be over and and so but anyway it's all good you know all good yeah for sure great to connect with freddie again and hang out has he ever has he ever hunted there with you no no there was one other time i can't remember you know something happened maybe it was right around the time uh when uh, it was an AV next TV, we we're going to come. Yeah. We kept talking about it, just just never worked. And uh, it was around the time Fred sold. Fred bought his duck club, and so there, you know he wasn't going very far. Right. And he was, and Don was sick, right? And so you know, Freddie didn't go too far there for two or three years. Yeah. And uh, so now you know he's he's back out and traveling, but like he, they thought they were going to, they could come back. The other guys on the film crew come up November, I don't know, it's like say November 11th to the 15th. <laughs> but Fred wasn't leaving the farm because that's when all the ducks are there. Yeah, right. Prime time. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was next for him. So we're working uh, working now with uh, Johnny Gordon. You remember John Gordon, Patty? At Avery? No. So Johnny Gordon would have been the guy you should have dealt with to get your stuff okay. in Memphis. Uh, or one of them, right? Him or uh, uh, Stephen Pitt. I was going to say, yeah, Stephen Stephen Pitt was the guy I dealt with quite a bit. Yeah. So John was the other. There was two of them. It was him and Johnny Gordon. Okay. So John is now the director of communications for DUTV. Okay. Right? So he books all the hunts. and Everybody just the- rolls around, eh? They stay in the game. Yeah. So they just go somewhere else, right? Uh, you know, like. Jeff Papa Shelby and those guys from Fred Soul, they all went to Mossy Oak yeah. and are doing their stuff. And uh, so, and, you know, they're all great guys, right? So Fred was going to try and look after them. Yeah, because, sure, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the two companies, like Plano was a disaster to fucking DOS. And, uh, you know, this new company that bought Plano out, it's a disaster. Like, you know, trying to get stakes, for extra stakes, and can't even mm. get a fuck call back, right? So... Uh, but you know, is what it is. The, uh, you know, we'll get to do it this year. I got that little totesy sort of thing with a big bottle of crown there. So whenever Freddie gets here, we'll crack that and have a little toast, uh, totesy. And yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Left us too fucking soon. And, and and he was supposed to be coming down. So when Fred was coming down to film and Keeksy was going to be here, so it was going to be like a little get together, but right. Yeah, so that's why you live life now, boys. Absolutely, man. Hell yeah. 
I friggin' work to live, not live to work. Yeah, none of <laughs> this uh, like wait till I retire probably, bullshit. Yeah, man. Yeah, like you wait to retire, you're, you're probably waiting too long. Yeah, hundred percent. In our group, like myself and Junior, like we're fucking fifty-five, and you know, Casey's in early sixties, Johnny Clemens in his early sixties. You know, time to start doing that stuff. You got to start recruiting young bucks to pull the. Pull the yeah, weight we got, for you. <laughs> yeah, we got some young guys there too. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, guys we brought up and and you know like Maddie Dixon and and uh, oh Gav, you know, Gav McAleer and those guys. The Gav's away mostly guiding now, but the uh, he gets home like late November, so he's around and, and uh, actually never got to hunt with Gav this year. Another beauty. Hmm. What a beauty. Yeah, his dog's doing some good. Yeah, Maddie's. Doing good too. Bo's doing really well. Is he? He had a good season. Yeah. Well, Maddie, Maddie, Walter helped him with force fetch and that before he took off for Texas last year. Yeah. And then Maddie did walking fetch and did three handed casting with him, then sort of got away from it. Then he revisited it before hunting season. And, and yeah, Bo did good. You know, he's steady most of the time. And, and uh, you know, he collar conditioned to the, to the, to the, uh, to the dog blind. And, uh, you know, which I think's the best steadying tool in the fucking history of the world. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Collar can dog that dog blind and never fucking move. Right. Yeah. Never move. Like, and some people let them step out of it as long as they don't go and stuff. Like, Jackson's nose not allowed in it. Yeah. Not, yeah. They're not, good. That offers them a good barrier. I saw somebody made one this year that's got a, like a trap door on it, eh? Yeah. Hmm. Fucking lucky duck or somebody or yeah. Dakota. Yeah, Dakota. I feel like it Dakota, was Dakota. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. Like a trap door that would fall down. You lock the dog right in there, basically, so they can't get out or something. Yeah, that to me that's like tying the dog up. What are they going to do? Yeah, Pull. yeah. Right? You, you still haven't taught them to stay if you got to lock them in a fucking box. Yeah, mm. true. Right, and uh, you know they just learn. You know they learn so much. Are they going to break? Yeah, that's sometimes they're going to break. Uh, they all do, right? So, yeah. uh, but at least you know if you got a tool to correct them and and, and do that, you're yeah, you're, you're switched on and you got it there and you're ready exactly. for it. Yeah, and you ease them into it. Like Jack's never hunted a full crew till mid-November last year. Yeah, you know I'd take him with Butsy or or somebody that had a trained dog, and we just take turns shooting, right? And you know, and and just taught him, you know. Jack's picked up two or three hundred, but he probably watched five or six hundred hit the ground and wasn't allowed to go, right? And just teaching them you don't get to pick everything up that falls. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an important tough. part. That's a big thing. Non-retrieves are, are good yeah. training in themselves. Yeah, no, especially you got eight guns or ten guns or fucking, mm-hmm. you guys, 15 or 20 guys, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it sounds like a war Done right that there. a couple times. Yeah. Holy fuck! That fucking <laughs> when you did the video when you were down the blind. Yeah, yeah. Laughing. Holy fuck. Yeah. What you have? You had twenty that day. Eighteen. Eighteen that we day. We had yeah. like twenty-two planned, but the what the there it was when the damn hurricane was coming through the tail end right. of it. So people yeah. and a lot of people backed out there. 
No, yeah. but we had right. we had the right field. Like yeah. we were we were you know trying to get twenty for for a hundred. Yeah, a day, and, but one day earlier would have man, she'd have been wild. Yeah, I mean it was a great hunt anyway. But yeah, we're mad. I like the you imagine shooting a hundred geese. Yeah, like I shot hundred snow geese or close to it before. Yeah, when we were up there four or five years ago, but or we shot eighty the first day or ninety. Mm. And 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 Maggie picked them all up. She was up <laughs> the next day. That's a big morning. You know, I think our biggest day was when the very first early season we ever had wasn't it like ninety seven or ninety eight birds or something. It was um, close. It was in the nineties. No, I thought it was last year when we had twenty guys. I thought that maybe was, it was. I thought last year we had how many did we have that day? Eighty seven. Maybe. No, I'm pretty sure we broke ninety that very first year early season. In behind, uh, in Heartland there, behind Tim Hortons. And that was Terrace Field. Or it was up out back of Heartland somewhere. Remember the geese were literally landing on her layout blinds. Yeah. Like they were so <laughs> stupid, man. Oh, They'd yeah. never, ever been shot at in our life. Like they were yeah. literally landing on our layouts. I mean, we were friggin' chopping the heads off of them. They were so, so close. And we yeah. murdered them. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some. 40 40 on ducks and geese and uh that's you know, a big you, day right like, like, but we're used to running a couple of dogs right yeah yeah and so that bad but you know you know one fucking dog picking up 80 or nine no that's too much yeah it is too much that corn have you hunted quebec like their corn is like potatoes it's huh. road like you know what i mean it's road like in deep rows huh really so, like, Maggie was tore up underneath. Yeah, I bet. From running out, like, you know. And, yeah, she we just left her home the next day. Yeah. And, Let and her recover. We're staying, yeah. And then, like, the last day, we had a field of, like, I don't know, 50,000 snow geese or something. Max goes, we're like, if we did, and they were calling for, like, two, three centimeters of snow. He goes, we don't get the snow, boys. It'd be the best thing you ever seen. If we get white, if we wake up white, we're fucked. Right. We woke up and it was white. Yes, sir. So I left and it was fucking freezing. It was like late November. And I stayed in the blind till 12 o'clock. I said, Corey, give me the fucking keys to the truck. Where are you going? I said, I'm going to the fucking truck. I'm done. Mm. Oh, these cocksuckers. There's hundreds of thousands of them landing over there in another field. They're not coming here. Yeah, they're, they're tough, eh? Yeah, like when they go like that. And, where and were Max, you, Lac Saint Jean? Uh, well, where uh, is it? Trois Rivières, where they they're right in town in the big lake. That's Lac. That's Lac Saint Jean. Oh, maybe Trois Rivières is right above us. Yeah, that's right. No, so closer. yeah, it's down closer to Montreal. So yeah, so wherever the the ta- there was like a city. Yeah. Because. I have a video. We're on a park bench, and they said, "Well, this thing is three kilometers long and a kilometer wide, and it was white." Hmm. Right? They figured there's like two hundred fifty thousand snow geese there, hundred fifty thousand. How the fuck you'd ever count, right? Yeah. Crazy. It was just, you know, yeah. I've never seen anything like it, right? So, the uh, but yeah, we had a blast the first day. They were they were coming great, and you know, he said, "You, if we had any wind at all, we'd have shot two hundred that day." with the wind it was just they were getting over us with no wind right and we've run into right. that certainly yeah. with candles yeah. 
yeah, and getting over the top, yeah, then you're fucked, right? Uh, so anyway, no, it's uh, looking like a good year this year. Lots going on. Lots of birds around. Yeah. Oh, that, that's when are you guys getting over here anyway? Just say when. I got two cops here at Maggie's Pub for you. Oh god, go. I got I got to come over and spend well, how some about, time. How about late season cuz we usually free we usually freeze up late or Lo- early. Love to come over and spend some time with you though. Mm. Yeah, later in the year we're like any time in from November on it seems like you know, yeah. once yeah, October's you time. Two six blacks and five geese, right? Yeah. You you, know, you see we could have you got do you guys get down to three geese after November 15th? No, we don't no. play those games here. We're five we, all the time. just I fucking know. shoot them, boys. It's a wild west here. Fucking stupid, right? Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know why. We're all, we're all one that. zone. It's all the same geese, right? Moving around. Yeah. Why are we different? Why do we have 28 less days than you guys? Yeah, right? yeah, I don't know. Which supposedly is changing, but we'll see if it changes or not. But the, uh, yeah, if you get over, like, the first or second week in November where we can still, like, fuck you, you know shooting three geese you're fucking done the first volley yeah yeah you know or you're picking up one or two and you're done which is fine right but you get here a week before you can shoot five and you know usually by then we get out you know everything's cut we got our ducks figured out and uh you know what fields are going to and stuff and and you know that's really changed i don't know if you guys see that like ducks are going like better times are not coming honestly out. man if, before this fall like we we basically had no ducks yeah we, we would see yeah. a huge jag of ducks in early goose season when we couldn't kill them they would completely shut down and then there would be one more big push of ducks that were right right just in front of the ice basically that was it yeah really yeah, yeah. honestly man like we never shot Frig all for ducks. Now this year it was just like it used to be. Yeah, like you, you know. could shoot limited ducks and geese in the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we had fucking ducks, man. They're still here everywhere. Really? I mean, we're yeah. froze Different. solid here now. <laughs> we we have some ducks here, but they're living in shit lagoons. Shit lagoons, yeah. Eating yeah. in parking yeah. lots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting now with this freeze, right? Because you know mm. there was snow down, but it was soft enough they could still get in and muck around in the corn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say, well, the black duck, you know, a lot of those ducks will stay and just grub on mussels and shit. And, yeah. And until they take off. But the, uh, I would say any geese we had left, they'll be gone down to Coal Harbor or wherever the fuck they're going. Yeah. I don't think they go too far anymore. I don't think they do either. Why would they? Yeah. Go down, you know, you can go down to the south shore of Nova Scotia and eat eelgrass for a month and then head back over here. Yeah. You should see the ducks in, in Halifax. I can Hundreds of them. Just, I mean, people are feeding them, and yeah, the no, water no. doesn't really freeze there. So, yeah. and if it does, they just pop into the harbor until it thaws, and yeah, away I, they go. They, they're all down through that corridor, Shuby and Amherst. Yeah, like Shuby, and then there's the one over Shuby, by the yeah. Micmac Mall. There, my word, man, ducks yeah. like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, my buddy Glenn, they had a great year on ducks. Yeah, great year on ducks. So, yeah, well, boys. She's, Anything else? I'm. I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover. Yeah, that's been a, that's been a great one, man. We're yeah. uh, two hours and almost twenty minutes, so <laughs> hell of yeah. a podcast. Went pretty smooth, didn't it? <laughs> Not bad, eh? Oh yeah, I we want got, got no, no trouble talking. Whisk around the table, though, do it real. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
places at where you do that. Record like, the podcast? Yeah. Usually, when you have it usually at my house. We just do it right oh, in the okay. basement. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay, cool. We'll send you cool. a picture. We got we got some pictures here tonight. Yeah. Okay, cool. The uh and go watch those uh you go if you do the lesson the podcast was it or three that Fred did about calls, decoys, yeah. and lies. Yeah. And the evolution. Pretty cool shit. Mm, for sure. Yeah, just you know, he's just like you know, he says some stuff that you go, Oh fuck yeah. You know, we do that. Yeah. He says, oh, yeah, fuck, maybe we should be doing that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and how it started and how things work and how the decoys, you know, evolved, how blinds evolved. Yeah. It's We're definitely great... always thinking about the next best thing, trying to figure out what it is. Well, like, who was it? Danny Farmer on the porch with Judy Acock? When you think you know it all, you're as dumb as you were when you started. Man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Old, yeah. old Danny Farmer. Yeah. Doesn't win a bit, eh? Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. Oh, man. Uh, She's been a good um, one. Okay, boys. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks very much for coming on, eh? We yeah. really appreciate you. Oh, fuck, boys. I was fucking nervous as fuck all week. I won't lie. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people are. They are like, a little nervous because uh, they, they don't know what to expect. They think it's going to be like a rigid interview, and then we just get on and shoot the shit yeah. like we always do. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's that's good. Yeah, I know that Coatsy wanted me to go on one with him and Damien at some point. Oh yeah, yeah you now, definitely should. Now you're an old salty veteran. Now yeah, we oh, took. Bro, we, did we did we pop your cherry? Yeah, yeah, you took my fucking cherry. There we go. <laughs> good there we blood go. all. Fuck there. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. But I said to Coatsy, I said, "Do it here. Let's do it here then. Podcast. Do yeah. it, Maggie's. Fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We'll set it up with." So, okay, boys, I'm going to pour another drink here and head over to the house. Right on, brother. Sounds good, man. Have a good one. Thanks very much. Thanks a million. Okay, chat later. See See ya.